Good evening, wrestling fans, and welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. For the next two hours, we will bring you the latest pro wrestling news, in-depth analysis of all your favorite promotions from across the globe, and much, much more. We will also bring you exclusive interviews with the greatest professional wrestling personalities on the local, national, and international levels. If you want to follow the Wrestle Talk podcast, check us out online at www.wrestletalkpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. And now, it's time for the reigning, defending, undisputed leader in pro wrestling podcast, the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 392 of the Wrestle Talk Podcast. I'm Luke Roberts. Joining me this evening, as always, the dangerous one himself, Sonny Money Mayo, and Hardcore Hoss, making sure we take care of all those great viewers here tonight on the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Now, guys, I'm going to tell you, we got a great show tonight. we got Joey Farrell, who's going to be talking about St. Louis versus the world at 7.30, and at 8.15, we're going to have a man who knows a lot about the Midwest Independent Wrestling Hall of Fame. Uh, longtime representative and now inductee into the Hall of Fame, Xavier Frost at 815. Now, gentlemen, before we get started tonight, um, I've got to tell you, this is one of those that really, I really wish I didn't have to talk about, but I feel that we as a, as a Wrestle Talk family need to talk about. Uh, as many of you are well aware, last week we were supposed to be joined uh, due to technical issues beyond our control. Uh, we were not able to be joined with a man who's known throughout the wrestling world by the name of Carl Lauer. Um, I had the opportunity to speak with uh, representatives from the Hall of Fame this past week and uh, imagine my shock when I find out this past Sunday uh, that Carl Lauer, man, a man known as Mr. CAC, uh, unfortunately passes away. Um, I had an opportunity several years ago when I took over the media relations position with Dynamo Pro Wrestling to have uh, Carl Lauer present the Future Legends Award to a good friend of mine named Santana Garrett. And that night uh, was a matchup between Santana Garrett and now Impact Wrestling superstar Jordan Grace. And I've been around wrestling a long time. I've always felt Carl to be a great friend, not only to me, but to professional wrestling as a whole. Uh, the outpouring of support, I mean, you look at wrestlers like B. Brian Blair, president of the Cauliflower Alley Club, Herb Simmons, um, Brian uh, Westcott, um, I can go on. There were countless people. Uh, Scrap Iron Adam Pierce was another one that brought information forward. Um, all I got to say, ladies and gentlemen, is a great man. Did a lot of great things, and he will be missed in the wrestling community. I want to thank our friends over at the Midwest Independent Wrestling Hall of Fame who were able to put together a very brief tribute to Carl Lauer. So at this time, uh, if you would please uh, grant us the opportunity to reflect on the life of Mr. Carl Lauer, the man known as Mr. CAC. Give me just one second here. I'm pulling this up.
All right. Thank you uh, to the Midwest Independent Wrestling Hall of Fame for that um, video regarding the life of Carl Lauer, um, a man who literally had seen it all and done it all in the world of professional wrestling and a lot of great things. And he will definitely be missed by the local and national international wrestling communities. Um, I will tell you, he is uh, one of the inductees this year for the 2022 Midwest Independent Wrestling Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be a fitting um, opportunity to recognize the man who gave so much for professional wrestling. Uh, Sonny, do you have any uh, thoughts about Mr. Lauer before we get started tonight? Uh, I, I, I'll be honest here with you, Flywalker. Um, you know, and I, I love professional wrestling and all the history behind it. And um, unfortunately, I wasn't too familiar with Mr. Lauer. Uh, I know he was supposed to be uh, joining us as a guest just before his untimely passing. But um, all the all the emotions and love and support that I've seen him receive since his passing, uh, not only from the St. Louis community, but all around respected uh, independent professional wrestlers that I look up to uh, getting online and, you know, making Facebook posts, Twitter posts, so on and so forth. Um, I could tell that it was definitely, definitely, definitely a tragic loss. Again, not only for the St. Louis community, but just professional wrestling in general. So uh, I would uh, like to send my sincere uh, apologies, condolences, prayers, and love to uh, his immediate family and also all of his friends and family who've uh, been affected by this situation. And, and again, thank you, uh, Haas, for bringing that up here. Uh, Dynamo Pro referee uh, Christopher Miles uh, mentioning the idea of only having the opportunity to meet Mr. Lauer once uh, and having a, a really knowing him as a great man. Um, Haas, I know that you are from the uh, uh, from the West Virginia area. Um, do you have any thoughts about Mr. Lauer here this evening before we get things started? Um. Honestly, I, I had just uh, started learning about him uh, just before he was supposed to come on the show. So uh, it's very unfortunate that we weren't able to get him on. Uh, I was looking forward to uh, learning more about him. But, uh, you know, things happen. And so I, I honestly didn't know a lot about him. But, uh, you know, I, I do know that he was a uh, big part in the wrestling world. And uh, I can tell by the comments that are coming in and everything that he was very well respected and that he is going to be missed. So my thoughts and prayers go out to his family and, uh, and everybody for, yep. uh, for his loss. Yeah. And like I said, I mean, again, I want to thank uh, the wrestle, uh, the Midwest Re independent wrestling hall of fame for putting together that brief video package uh, to highlight and commemorate the life of Carl Lauer passing away this past weekend. Uh, at this point, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to go ahead and get things started here now. Uh, we know that this is the way wrestling is. And, gentlemen, i got to tell you, we've taken care of a lot of stuff already tonight, but I think it's time that we go through a few things before we get things started. We you know Sonny's drinking his cup of coffee. He's ready to go. He's going to be full of energy all night long. Oh, yeah. Let's go ahead and throw up those sponsors here real quick, those great – great businesses that help out the Russell talk podcast each and every week right here on the program. We're going to go ahead and throw those up here for uh, those that are viewing the program here this evening. We have everything combat King Cade arcade esports bar, Kansas city, our good friends over at interstate 70 sports media, Royals mills, transportation, painter dream productions, 
the host of our great Wrestle Talk podcast webpage, Rathbun Engraving, Me Fiesta KC Party Rentals, Noble Men's Barber, <coughs> Barbie Barber Lounge in Kansas City. Make it a point, check out Pete the Barber. I'm already getting my plan scheduled here to go see Pete the Barber sooner rather than later. And we'll also have to say thank you to the FWWC, the Fantasy Wrestling Worldwide Chapter. Now, I got to tell you guys, I know we talk about it every week, but it's now a proven scientific fact. And I know, Hosh, you've got your mug right there near you. You always do each and every week. I have heard from great scientific resources that with Rathbun Engravings, Russell Top Podcast mug, which you can get for $20, available if you contact the Russell Top Podcast website through social media. I've heard that not only does it keep your cold items cold, but I've also heard rumor that they're working on a way to make sure we keep the hot things hot but not burn your hand. Well, they are they are bar quality mugs. They make everything taste better. You know, even Sonny's coffee would taste better coming out of one of these mugs, I tell you. So, hey, I've never had coffee out of a beer mug before, but I'm not opposed to it. I bet you it would make my coffee just that much better. Actually, let me rephrase that. I know it would make my coffee taste that much better because it's coming out of a Wrestle Talk podcast mug. Trust me, gentlemen. Trust me. Night Owl has gave me plenty of Masato Tanaka elbows, Jerry the King Lawler pile drivers, and Jake the Snake Roberts DDTs because I have not got my mug yet. But it's for very good reason, and I will share that with you guys soon, just not tonight. <laughs> All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and get things started here. And I know you've got to take care of over there, Haas, as we do each and every week right here on the Russell Talk Podcast. We make it a point that we recognize the greatest country in the world. So, Hardcore Haas, I'm sending it to you to, t- to get us started tonight right here on Episode 392. At this time, if you would please remove your hats, place your hands over your hearts, and pay homage to the best country in the world, and that is America. Thank you, everybody, for taking part in paying homage to the greatest country in the world, that being America. And, guys, I got to tell you right now, each and every week, I got to tell you right now, the idea that somewhere, wherever Nightmare Jones is hiding, he has to be feeling just that warmth that he does each and every week at about this time by paying homage to the greatest country in the world. Brings a tear to his eye every time. That is true, gentlemen. That is very much true. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now here, we've got a lot of things to take care of here tonight. We've got a lot of things in the world of professional wrestling. Before we go to high spots, I want to give you a reminder that this coming Sunday, we have the Midwest Independent Hall of Fame, which is going to be held in Pacific, Missouri. And I'll tell you right now, we've got a lot of great inductees this year. As a matter of fact, I told a friend of mine I'd have this. I just got my brand new Lumberjacks for Life t-shirt. Which is nice. one of our 
Hall of Fame inductees this year. And you see they're worldwide here as, as Hardcore Haas is taking care of things here. He has his Lumberjacks for Life t-shirt out there in West Virginia. Yeah, Who knows? You might, see, <laughs> you might see the Lumberjacks in, in WDWA somewhere down the road. You might see them. You might see them East Coast, West Coast. You might even see them. WCWC. There's a lot of places that you can see the Lumberjacks. But again, you're going to see them this Sunday at the Midwest Independent Wrestling Hall of Fame. Guys, I got to tell you, now that we got all this stuff taken care of, we got a lot to talk about wrestling. So, Hardcore Hoss, let's go ahead and hit that high spot segment. We got a lot to talk about right here tonight on episode 392. Mic check, mic check. Yeah! All right, all right. DJ Money bringing us into high spots here tonight on episode 392 of the Russell Talk podcast. Sonny Money, I'm going to tell you right now, we had our meeting to get prepped for tonight's show. You had information. You had knowledge. You're bringing all that important info. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm sending it to you. you got the first one coming up here tonight on the high spot segments. All yours, buddy. Oh, man. Well, Mr. Roberts, thank you so much, Flywalker. I mean, that's so nice of you, man. Um Hoss, go ahead, throw it on the screen. Which one are you going to start me with here, buddy? I'm ready for either one. I know I threw two topics in there, something that I'm passionate about on each one. That's the one. That's the one. That's the one. Is AEW becoming WCW? Ooh, I'm going to piss off a lot of people with this one. How dare you say that about AEW? Don't you talk there down about AEW like that. Listen, calm down, calm down, calm down. I'm not talking bad about AEW. I'm just asking a valid question. And the reason I ask that question is, is, you know, I'm sitting there thinking about it. And there has been so many WWE superstars who made the leap over to be all elite. And they show up for a week or two. They're the hottest thing we're talking about here on Twitter land and face space and all that. And then that's it. Mamoush, where'd they go? We can go through the whole list. Rusev and Christian and so on and so forth. But Tony Khan, the more he shows up on AEW TV, in which in the beginning he didn't show up at all. And now it seems like more and more often, hey, I got an announcement. Hey, I got an announcement. Hey, I got an announcement. It's very Eric Bischoff-esque, 1997, 1998, in the heyday of WCW. So, Luke Roberts, I'm asking you that question now, buddy. What do you think? Do you think AEW is becoming WCW in those retrospects I just presented to you? Well, first of all, I was surprised you didn't talk about the undisputed elite. <laughs> I mean, I figured you were going to go there too. Yeah. But, you know, 
there was a reason why, and I knew this was here as we bring up the question, is AEW becoming WCW? There's a connection. Shirt I'm wearing right now. New Japan yep. Pro Wrestling. Absolutely. WCW had a working agreement for several yep. years with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yep. AEW is now in a working arrangement for the Forbidden Door, which I believe is on June 26th in Chicago. Do I see a lot of similarities between the two? Yeah, most definitely. Some of you ride on point. But there's a problem here. I do feel that they are still giving a large quantity of wrestlers who haven't had an opportunity the chance to shine. Wrestlers like an MJF, like a Jungle Boy, like a Sammy Guevara, like a Britt Baker DMD. Sorry, Dr. Britt Baker DMD. I want to make sure I get that correct. But you got to understand something, though, too. I can see where you're coming from. And I want to throw another one at you. 2000-2001. When you start seeing wrestlers like a young, extremely young, AJ Styles. Yep. Among others, Kid Romeo. Yep. Primetime Alex Skipper. Who are being brought in right at the tail end of WCW. My honest opinion. Is AEW becoming WCW? I'm going to say no, but I will agree with you in the fact, but there are a lot of things here that are very similar. And I just hope that they can keep things going, whether it's things like the Forbidden Door or the the, the surprises are always good. I mean, I'm personally a fan of the Blackpool Combat Club. I think that's a great combination itself. But I'm I do. Uh, I am also. I am also Flywalker. That's one of the better things that AEW has done in the past year. Or so, just in my opinion, as a fan. And the other thing I'm really interested in, and I'm, I'm thankful that I think you and I were thinking alike. We didn't talk in the meeting prior to the show tonight. That shirt you're wearing, the Owen Hart shirt, talking about the Owen Hart tournaments. I think that's another great idea, paying tribute to one of the greatest wrestlers. Of the 90s, hands down. Yep. King of Arts, Owen Hart. Hoss, we're going to throw it to you. You got one kind of on both sides here. Is AEW becoming the new WCW? You know, I, I really hadn't uh, thought about the comparison between WCW and AEW since they uh, started. Because when they very first started, I heard a lot of people saying, it's just WCW all over again. Yeah. And, you know, I think they proved then that they were here uh, to be their own people and not to be another WCW and to be somebody who can rival WWE. But I can see that, you know, now that you uh, mention it, I can see the similarities starting to come out. Um, so I don't think they're quite there yet but I can see where they're moving in that direction. And you know, one thing too, gentlemen, I had an opportunity right before we came on the program to look at things and it may go into some of our other questions here on the high spot segment. But if you notice the ratings on raw keep going down. Yep. And that's going to be one of those things where is time going to tell is AEW, which I mean, again, we saw the whole Wednesday night wars between dynamite and NXT. Yep. And right now here, as you say, that's going to be one of those things that we're just going to have time going on. And, and, and we're going to take a question here tonight, Al. Even though he's not here tonight, he does bring up a very good question for the high spot segment. 
Thoughts on Bret Hart signing a Legends contract with the WWE, likely eliminating the hood of likely hood of him appearing on AEW again? I got to tell you right now, to me personally, I was surprised to see Bret Hart in a ring outside of the WWE after he made peace with Shawn Michaels. And I got to tell you right now, when that happened, you can't go backwards on that. And that's one of the things to look at. To me, I don't see Bret Hart when it comes to, I don't see Bret going anywhere else now. I think it was one of those, that that was one of the very first wake-up calls for Vince McMahon with AEW coming on board. It's very similar to what Haas said. Um, Haas, what do you think here on, on the Night Owls comment here for the high spots? We can't hear you, Haas. <laughs> there we go. How about there that? There you go. That works. Okay. It's that uh, damn Tony Khan. He didn't want you speaking on Bret Hart going back to WWE. That's what it was. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I think it was very smart events to sew him up so that that way he cannot appear on AEW again. Um, you know, because that, that's a big boost for AEW to have people like Bret Hart coming over and uh, appearing. Right. So it's a very smart thing for Vince to do. Now, is it really advantageous at the same time? I don't know how advantageous it really is for the WWE if he's not going to be used, you know, on a regular basis on TV or anything of that nature. From that standpoint, what's the point? But, uh, you know, at but like I say, it, it is a smart thing to try to keep him out of other places like AEW because that will boost their ratings over WWE if they use him. Okay, Sonny Money, I got to tell you, you seem quite energetic here. Yeah, man. I'm going I'm to go ahead and leave it to you because I know you got some commentary here. And hold on here. We got to throw that up here. I know, I know Road Dog's been here tonight, and he's talking about AEW and how Vince is putting things here. You got to throw the one up here from Night Owl. I got to say, this is probably one of the, the the ones I've seen in quite quite a while. Tony Khan makes an announcement about a forthcoming announcement about an announcement he'll soon be announcing. Again, that kind of goes with what we're talking about here, right here tonight <laughs> on the Wrestle Talk podcast. I got to tell you, money, it's all yours. Yeah, hey, good job on that announcement about the announcement with the announcement there, Night Owl. Good job <laughs> about that. But yes, yes, hey frustrated as all hell. And I, too, want to touch a little bit more on that AEW becoming WCW thing. I got to close an argument on that. But on Bret Hart reportedly signing a Legends contract to go back to WWE. Why? Why, Bret? Do you need more money? I think you're making enough money off of appearances and so on and so forth. Why? What did WWE get in your ear about? There's no reason you should have went back to WWE, Hitman. None. Because they're going to shelf you. They're not going to do nothing. That's the kudos to AEW. Kudos to AEW for rolling totally Blanchard out there each and every week. Kudos to AEW for rolling Arn Anderson out there. Showcasing the legends. Showcasing them. Not making them main part of the show, but definitely making them a manager. I know you, Flywalker, and I know you, Hoss, that you guys would be ecstatic if Bret Hart was the manager of FTR and he was on AEW TV two times a month because that's where it was going to lead. 
And I think Vince and Shane and Bruce Richard and everybody over there in Stanford land knew that's what was going to happen because of Twitter land and Facebook and so on and so forth. They seen that Brett was about to appear at an independent show and he was going to be the manager against Brock Anderson with Arn Anderson in, in their corner. And Vince said, nope, we're not doing it with Brett. We're not doing it with Brett. So that it's so fr- it's so frustrating because I'm such a hitman, Mark. Like probably top five, my top five of all time ever is Brett the Hitman Hart. So I would have absolutely loved to see him as a manager or any type of role that I knew AEW was going to use him correctly as compared to WWE not using him correctly. So, oh, well, hopefully we see Hitman on WWE TV, you know, at the Raw 30th Anniversary Legends throwback 19 or whatever the hell it is they do. You know something, Sonny? I'm going to say it simply. We've been on the program now for 27 minutes, and the Twitter machine is blowing up because of your commentary. I mean, again, that's one of the reasons why we have him here on the Wrestle Talk podcast because he always brings the information here each and every time he's on the program. Now, in just a few minutes, we are going to have Joey uh, Joey O'Farrell from St. Louis versus the World. It's going to be on the program here in just a couple minutes. We do have time for one more question. And, Hoss, I want to go ahead and throw one of mine up from our, our roundtable discussion we had earlier on today. Uh, let's go ahead here and see which one he's going to throw. I have a lot of good ones, too, here this spin week. Spin the wheel, spin the wheel. Where does it stop? Only Hoss knows. Only Hoss knows. Which question are we going to get? Aha. This is the one I wanted to go with. Becky Lynch and Asuka both returned to Raw last night. Who are you more excited to see? I'm going to tell you right now. This is going to be a sound strange. Becky Lynch. And here's why. When she came on the program, at first, I was wondering, where are they going with this? And then it's almost like having her haircut by Bianca Belair almost kind of made her a little bit psychotic, a little bit delusional, a little bit, I almost want to say in a weird way, Harley Quinn-esque. And I really liked where it was going, but the idea of seeing both Asuka and Becky Lynch probably going to go ahead and go at it again. Yes, yes, please bring some new faces into this women's scene. Again, wrestlers like Becky Lynch versus Asuka, um, Bianca Belair versus Asuka. I mean, there's countless Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair. I mean, there's a lot of great matches that are appearing. And I got to say, to put Asuka back in the mix, yes. But surprisingly enough, I was more impressed with Becky Lynch and where she went last night than I was with Oscar, but both women definitely delivered last night. Uh, Sonny Money, your thoughts? You ever go to a restaurant and you get something really good, really good to eat, you're tearing it up, you leave a good tip, service was good, you get a to-go box to take the rest of it home, you take it home, you're in the kitchen at 3 a.m. in your underwear, just drank your eighth Corona, and you said, yo, I got them leftovers, let me throw them in the microwave. You put them in the microwave, and yeah, even though you got that taste of beer in your mouth and the hunger going on do those leftovers usually taste as good as they did when they were at the restaurant no and that's what Oscar is okay listen when she debuted and the run she's had so far spectacular made me a fan of it i'm not that much of a fan of women's wrestling to this day i hope i don't offend anybody by that but i grew up in a different era i'm not saying that the women should be in the ring because i've seen a lot of killer women's matches even women who've wrestled in main events killing it 
more than all the rest of the guys did on that same card. But Asuka just reheated fried chicken, bro. Like, she's not – WWE ain't going to do nothing. WWE ain't going to do nothing with her. That's not going to surprise me. You know what I mean? If they came out and made her – absolute killer like i know she can be like i know she was before she got in wwe let wwe take the chains off of her and let her go be a killer like she is then i'll be impressed then i'll say that's good reheated fried chicken but as it stands right now nah so yes i'm more excited for becky lynch than i am oscars what about you Hoss? what do you think on that bud you know, I, honestly, um, I, I was excited to see Asuka come back. You know, uh, I think she is, you know, one of the top three or four women in the WWE. And I, I think that she can be a force to be reckoned with. Now, will they use her correctly? That remains to be seen. Nope. But, uh, but you know, I, I was very excited to see her come back. And so... Okay. I would have to go with Oscar on that one. Okay, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, it's time for Luke Roberts to have his say here. We're going to wrap this up. And, and again, the comments, make sure you keep putting those comments in the comment section so we can get all those great thoughts here tonight on the WrestleTalk podcast. I can't believe you went that far, money. I really can't. Dog, when you talk, that's how I feel. Hold, hold up here, man. Hold up a minute. You're making that comparison, but you got Bianca Belair and Oscar. Rhea Ripley and Asuka, Becky yeah. Lynch and Asuka, Liv Morgan and Asuka. The possibilities here are endless. Dang. And I'm going to put it this way. When it comes down to it, you may not necessarily, and again, we've kind of had a, a very discussion, a split decision on this one, but one thing you're going to say is this. With the way things have been going, hopefully the great women's action that you see on Monday Night Raw is going to deliver some ratings because we all know they need them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And listen, I, I don't play that AEW. I'm straight AEW fanboy or I'm a straight W. I don't play that. I love all I love all wrestling. I love deathmatch wrestling. I love midget wrestling. I love wrestling. I love professional wrestling. But I will say, I'll give them their due. When it comes to in-ring so far, in 2022, AEW's been killing it on WWE, both in the men's and in the women's division. AEW's been killing it, bro. So I hope women step up. I hope Rip Rhea Ripley would probably be the exception on that. But all the other women, I hope they step up at WWE. I hope they get them ratings up because them women are kicking ass in the ring. But I just don't see it, Flywalker. I'm sorry to say it, buddy. All right. Well, like I said, that's why we have such a great time here on the Russell Talk Podcast. Three completely different points of view here on the High Spot segment. Nice way to end it up. And I'm going to tell you right now here, I do believe, as Hardcore Hoss said a minute ago, with a, with, a, with a head nod that our first guest has joined us. If I'm not mistaken. Am I correct, Hoss? Can I get – I got a head nod, so we're good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, at this point, we're getting ready to have our first guest here on the evening, a man who knows a thing or two about professional wrestling. He spent a lot of time – um, in the world of concert promoting, spent some time in a position with World Wrestling Entertainment. And now this Saturday, he's going to have an opportunity to step into one of the most respected and historical scenes of professional wrestling, that being the St. Louis professional wrestling scene, when um, they present St. Louis versus the world yeah. at Grandel Theater 
please, Russell Talk family, please welcome to the program here this evening. And let's go ahead and hit that music for Mr. Joey O'Farrell, Hardcore Hoss. Hit that music. Podcast. I'm going to tell you right now, your interview, there are a lot of people waiting to hear from you. I want to say, first of all, for myself and Sonny Money, welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. Man, that was quite the introduction. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, we can. I can hear you just fine. You good, okay. Sonny Money? Yep, I, I hear him loud and clear, brother. Good, good evening. Welcome to the show. So, um, I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, yeah, let's talk some wrestling. Let's do this. All right. Well, like I said, first of all, we want to talk about, get to a little, little, little bit about you. Um, let's start off with your connection. I was reading some things. Uh, I read an interview from KSBK talking about how you've been a lifelong professional wrestling fan. Can you kind of give the uh, viewers of the WrestleTalk podcast kind of a little bit of a background as to what sparked your interest, so to speak, in the world of professional wrestling? Like from a, from a young age or from now? Either one. Okay. Well, I would say like from a young age, like, I think the first thing that I really remember being like where I got addicted to wrestling was uh, Razor Ramon versus One Two Three Kid. Um, that whole angle just kind of got me in. And then when Razor Ramon became Intercontinental Champion, when he beat Rick Martel, I was just like, I was in. And then I got out of it for about six months to a year. And I, I go over to my aunt's house and I, her uh, boyfriend has these tapes. And it's like WCW 96 like early 96 and there's this match with uh Dean Malenko and Rey Mysterio and I yep. watched this guy put Rey on his shoulders on the top rope throw him off and have him land on his knee and, and it was called the gut buster and I pretty much from then on and then obviously like I was a big sting mark a big Bret Hart mark um the NWO Goldberg all that stuff I was in well, I'm going to tell you right now, it seems like you and I are mirroring a lot of things here. I mean, I had a lot of people, and again, you can't tell it now because the idea that I've gotten older and I've gotten a little bit heavier in my career. But a lot of people likened when I was in the ring to the one, two, three kid. But seeing wrestlers like that, seeing matches like WrestleMania 10, not just the, the famed ladder match, but seeing matches like Brett versus Owen. Yeah. And then going into the cruiserweight time period, talking about wrestlers like Jushin Thunder Liger and Ultimo Dragon and wrestlers like that that made the cruiserweight division so important. You know, it's funny when you talk about WrestleMania 10, and obviously, what a great ladder match. Historic. First, it was the first real popular ladder match. Obviously, there were others before that, but it was kind of like the first mainstream ladder match. But I'll tell you, I think Brett Nolan sold the show in that WrestleMania. Now, for I my money, one of the best matches I've ever seen. I could agree with you 100%. There's a lot of good matches I've had the opportunity of seeing, but at the time, uh, that one was good. I was I was a huge fan of matches like, uh, I think that the one with uh, Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels, the Iron Man match, being able to go an hour plus in a contemporary setting was another one to definitely uh, put things forward. Now, let's go ahead and change things up here. You, you're, you've grown up a little bit. You're, you're now starting your adult life, and – you spend time in the world of professional music. Now, I'm going to tell you, a lot of people mirror professional wrestling and professional music. It's like they kind of kind of connect together. Yeah. Can you give us a little bit about your, your time in the world of professional music? 
Yeah, so I I started when I was really young. It's, it's kind of a crazy story. I'll try and keep it. I'll try and keep it short. But it's kind of like I, I've had a few people approach me about doing a documentary about it. So I grew up in uh, what's called Farmington, Missouri. It's about an hour and a half from here, from St. Louis. And I worked at this little pizzeria, and there was a show there every year, a concert there every year, and they had like this little patio outside. And I worked, and I was like, why don't I why don't I book the show? Why don't I do it? So I did I did a show. Then the next year, I think I was 18, um, I booked another show. And then out of nowhere, agents start calling me, and they're like, hey, can we book a show in Farmington? And I'm like, okay. And before you know it, I was booking bands, you know, up-and-coming bands, like, you know, a band called Fall Out Boy, a band called Silverstein, um, Under Oath, Spittlefield, uh, Hope's Fall, and this little tiny pizzeria in the middle of nowhere, Farmington, Missouri, and, like, We'd have three, four hundred kids come out, and that's kind of how I got my name out. And then I went on tour with a band from St. Louis uh, called Calico System. I don't know if you've ever heard of Calico System or not. And just from that, like, I kind of got started because I went on tour with them, and another band saw me and how hard I worked, so I ended up going on tour with another band. And then I went on tour with a band called Dead Poetic, and Under Oath, and Norma Jean, and uh, Spittlefield, and all these bands. Um, so I toured for a while, and I got a job in St. Louis uh, working for a company, um, basically, like, running all their shows um, everywhere in St. Louis. So sometimes we'd have two shows a night. Uh, I was, like, 21, almost 22. Like, I don't think I was about 14. I have no idea how I got the job, but I was stoked to do it. I did that for about 14 years, and I got really burnt out. I was just – I needed something different, and – uh I was, I've been a big wrestling fan, obviously, like I said, all my life, but I got really back into it in about 05. I would say SummerSlam, I guess the SummerSlam 06, is that the Shawn Michaels Hogan one? I, right? that, sound, that sounds in the right ballpark. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And like basically from then on, I was just like back into it. And a buddy of mine was like, hey, my, my friend works for WWE. They need, they need some people to come in and like go on the road and like do the VIPs of the wrestlers. And I was like, that sounds awesome, right up my alley. So I went and did that, met a lot of great people. I was there for about a year, had a great time, um, came back. And now I do like, I do a lot of production for like big arena shows. Like, so I'll be the guy that kind of comes in at the shows like Enterprise Arena or like the Dome. And I'll make sure everything's taken care of. Everyone's got everything they need. Like if someone has questions about, you know, uh, whatever. Uh, sometimes I do catering uh a lot of catering stuff for like big arena shows like that. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I do now. And, uh, the wrestling thing, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but, uh, do you want me to kind of go into how I got involved in, in, in doing this event in, in general? Well, I think right now what we're going to do here, and I mean, again, you, you, you touched on it a little bit. I'm going to turn things over to a broadcast colleague here in just a minute. You talk about professional wrestling. You talk about your time with the WWE. Now I'm not going to fib you, Joey. I've been around professional wrestling, much like you've been around, all the things you've been, I, like I said, I was involved. My first time in pro wrestling was the age of 10. I was doing sound back uh, behind the stage, behind the announcers, things along those lines. But I've never, in all my years of being around professional wrestling, I've never heard of the position of a WWE VIP. And I know they talked about that in your interview. Can you share with the, the uh, viewers of the podcast? What yeah. your what your your job entailed, and then I'm going to go ahead and turn things over to my broadcast colleague here. So WWE basically makes a 
a, a good amount of money on people buying uh, what, what are called VIP tickets. So basically what you get with that is you get one of the chairs. And these, these are only for house shows. So, like, they do three house shows a week. So whether it be SmackDown or Raw, they'll do three house shows a week. And you'll be on that trip. So you'll go in. For each house show, the fan will get um, a chair, a front row seat, and then you'll get uh, to meet three wrestlers, get pictures in front of the ring, um, all that stuff. So basically, I was just in charge of running that, um, making sure when I got to the venue, I walked to the venue with everybody, made sure that like I knew where all the dressing rooms were, where my room was going to be, where I could take the fans without you know getting in front of the talent. And I would go meet with the talent, kind of let them know what's going on, what they're about to do. If somebody wasn't around, I had to grab somebody else and say, "Hey, you're coming with me. You're gonna you're gonna do a VIP today." So it was definitely like really cool because I worked directly with the talent, you know, and I got to meet some really really cool people. I mean, ever I met everybody that worked for that company. I worked with all of them. So it was it was a great year, man, and I I had such a blast. And I would I'm uh, I still have a great relationship with WWE. Um, obviously, you know, right before COVID hit, they weren't doing as many house shows. So they didn't need me as often, and then COVID happened, and they kind of they kind of all went away. But um, yeah, that's kind of what my job entailed. Okay, and again, that's one of the I want to make sure as, as a part of the Russell Talk podcast, we always try to take a little bit of different looks at the world of professional wrestling. And now at this point, Sunny Money, and I, I got to let you in on a little secret, Joey. We normally every Monday will sit down and have kind of like a like a pre planning meeting. This guy right here, Sunny Money Mayo, was literally chomping at the bit. We talked about everything going on, but we talked about this interview with having you on the program. This man, his energy level, he's already high energy as is, <laughs> but I've never seen him get that much more amped up. So I'm going to turn it over to him before he like explodes. Let's do it. So I'm going to turn it over to Sonny Money. Money, go ahead and take it away. No, nah, Fly Walker, thank you so much, bro. Joey, welcome to Wrestle Talk Podcast, man. I'm so happy to have you on here, dog. I really am. So uh, the first thing I laid eyes on was this dope poster, bro, for live at the Grandel Theater, Grandel Wrestling, St. Louis versus the world. Uh, hey, my guy in the background. Yeah, there it is right there. Look at that <laughs> thing, bro. That looks so dope. I, I Look, I, I legit got chills right now. I wish you guys could see it through the screen. But with the arch going on and all them killer wrestlers on the poster, shout out to all them wrestlers on the poster. I'm not going to name them all, but I got love for each and every single wrestler on that poster. Um, but, yeah, Joey, let's start talking about that because you talked about you talked about my all-time favorite wrestler and Razor Ramon, Scott Hall. You talked about uh, a little bit about Bret Hart. You talked about your childhood with the wrestling and, and, and then how you did the music in Farmington and so on and so forth. And, by the way, uh, I'm a hip-hop head, and I love going to hip-hop shows. Uh, and like in them smaller venues like that where it's only supposed to be like 200 people but there's like 400 people in there and you're elbow to elbow and everybody's vibing like those are the best shows bro but i want you to kind of get into this whole grandel wrestling and how and how did this come about what was the idea where, go ahead man how'd you get started with this thing yeah thanks like thanks for that man i appreciate that um so you know i got my confidence get, getting into the wrestling business without being a wrestler is kind of a difficult thing to do you're you telling know. us. You're telling us. Trust me. And I still struggle with it. I think I'm I'm getting there, but um, I I just you know being in WWE kind of gave me that confidence. So I got with a buddy of mine, and I was like, let's you know let's go to some Glory Pro shows. So we started going to these Glory Pro shows. It's probably three four years ago, um, and I was just like, man, this talent is so incredible. Like 
the local talent, the people they're bringing in. I mean, it's like half the roster at AEW now is wrestling at Glory Pro on a regular basis back then. Yep. Um, and I was like, it just sucks because it's in this like brightly, you know, lit VFW or Knights of Columbus Hall. There's no production. Like they, they're just kind of doing the best they can. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but like I have a, I have a, a great knowledge of production and I've been in this industry for a long time. Like I want to create an annual event where, where St. Louis can have like their, and I'm not going to compare it to WrestleMania, but like have like their own like event every year where it's, it gets bigger and bigger and kind of grows kind of like WrestleMania did. Yeah, no, that's fun compared to WrestleMania, bro. I mean, that's what I believe every city needs one of those, especially when it's in independent wrestling is they need their own version of WrestleMania. You know what I mean? But sorry about that. Go ahead. No, you're fine. Well, I gotta, I gotta give like mad thanks to two people. Um, uh, KLD. I'm sure you guys know KLD. Yo, that's my boy right there, man. Even though he likes a different basketball team than me. So I always give him shit about that when he's in KC. But I, yo, I love shout out Todd Letterman. No, don't, I'm just yeah. playing KLD. Don't beat me up, bro. I'm just playing, bro. I'm just playing. No, dude, Kevin's the best. And uh, there's another guy, Corey Inskep. Um, he, he's the owner, he's one of the owners of Glory Pro now. Um, and uh, those two guys kind of like, I needed help with some, I was, I started doing some like podcast stuff where I would bring in like Eric Bischoff and Tony Schiavone for like these live podcasts. And, you know, Kevin and, and Corey were like really supportive. And then one day I just, at a, at a show, I went to, I went to Kevin and I walked in during a show, which may not have been the best time. And I was like, Hey man, can I just have like 10 minutes of your time? And I'm like, come sit down with me. And I told him what I wanted to do. And he was like, I'm in, let's do it. So I'll make this real quick. We were supposed to do the show at the Moolah Theater. We were going to do like something at the Moolah Theater. And the owners were just kind of like iffy. And then I found out two months into it, like, oh, we're going to sell the building. So that was on the table. I was, like, I was like heartbroken. My partner was like, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to go right. do something else. Which my partner, it's funny because my partner went on to be the branding manager for uh, Pat's Blue Ribbon. And he was the one that did all the Matt Cardona stuff. All, all the GCW things. Yeah. Really cool stuff. Um, but uh, I, I was devastated. I, you know, and I, I was like, what am I going to do? And my buddy's like, man, don't give up. Like, you're, you, you need to do this. Like, there's this place called the Grand Del Theater. And it's like kind of like a hidden gem. Like, have you guys ever been there before? I've been I, – I, I've had opportunities to see photos of it. Really, like you said, is a, a kind of a hidden, a hidden gem here in the St. Louis area. I think – I, and I not to get ahead of myself, but I think when people walk into this place, they're going to be like, what the hell? Like, in a good way, like, oh, my God, this is incredible. Um, and obviously, like, anytime you, you go into a venue like this, they mostly hold, like, you know, like, small concerts or, um, like, plays, like, huge plays. They're, you don't think they're going to be open to doing wrestling. So I went there, I met with them, and they were just so over the moon about doing this with me. Um and at first it was going to be a glory pro kind of event. And then COVID happened and we had to like, we had a whole card book and we had to get rid of it, scratch it. Um, and I, my buddy, Ben Simon, you guys know Ben Simon? We know Ben Simon. Shout out, shout out Ben Simon. He's part of the Russell talk podcast family for sure. So Ben Simon is one of the most underrated people in wrestling. Yep. He, man, the guy is just incredible. And I was like, Ben, 
I got to I got to keep my brand alive. I got to find some way to like keep this going. Let's do a podcast and let's you'll be the host, I'll be the producer and like we'll just get whoever we can to come on and hopefully it'll catch on. And uh just you know, not cuz I wanted to like be a podcast host, but I was like this is a great way to kind of keep our brand alive and and when we come to, when we comes to doing the show in a, in a year or two cuz we had no idea back then when it was going to happen. Um we'll be ready. Like, well, people will still like have us in their mind and it kind of grew into its own thing. And then it became a video podcast where we just interview wrestlers. And, you know, we've interviewed everybody from Scott Steiner to Dan Housen to Josh Alexander. Um, so on and so forth. Every, everybody local. It's really great. Um, and Ben's just awesome. And he kind of helped me just keep the brand alive. Um, so, you know, we got, we got the date, everything's ready to go. And, uh, yeah. What were your guys' next questions? Well, go ahead, Money. Uh, well, I want to talk a little bit more about the card, bro, because this is, yo, hey, I, I, for real, like, I'm not blowing smoke. I'm not being hyped just because you're here in front of me on camera. Once yeah. I get off a Wrestle Talk podcast tonight, I'm going to go and lay in bed next to my wife, and I'm going to be in her ear, like, yo, St. Louis Wrestling, Grandel Wrestling, is about to, she's going to fucking hit me with the elbow and tell me to shut up and go to bed. But, no, I want to continue to keep talking about this upcoming show. There's a lot of good matches okay. coming on. Yeah, a lot of good matches on, on this card, bro. Uh, yo, Hoss, I don't know if you hear me back there in the backstage area, bro, but if you got one of the posters ready, we got the posters of all the all the matches on the card. And, like, I want to talk about every single match. I don't know if we've got yeah. enough time, Flywalker. Well, right I don't want to get in right trouble. We're still rolling, man. we got plenty of time. We're here with Joey O'Farrell. We're talking about St. Louis versus the world. And like you said, there are a ton of great matches. And I'm going to tell you right now, Sonny, there were a couple of them that have recently just been announced. There's one that I'm going to kind of hold out and see if you and I are thinking along the same lines. There's a couple of them that really intrigued me as well from the longstanding history that I've had. So at this point, uh, Hardcore Hoss, are you there to be able to put up one of those graphics so we can talk about some of the matches that we'll be seeing this Saturday night, St. Louis versus the World, the Grand El Theater. And I wonder where hardcore. There we go. There we go. Yeah, baby. Sunny money. It's all yours. Yeah, man. Yo, so I so one of these matches here. This is something that I'm really, really interested in, and that's Dan the Dad versus the Last Real Man, Silas Young. Now, before I get even to that match. I'm going to give a little personal shout-out to Silas Young. I don't see how that dude has not signed a national contract, national TV, been on Monday nights, Thursday nights, anything like that, because Silas Young is a freaking killer, bro, freaking killer. So talk to us a little bit about that match, Joey. I mean, what do you think about Dan the Dad and Silas Young? How did you come up with that? How did you guys come up with that? What do you think about that matchup? Sure. So Silas Young was the first guy booked in this whole show. Um. On, the, on this new card. Um, I've been a Silas fan for ever, for probably 10 years. And I just always thought his character was so great. His work is so great. And I agree with you. Like, how is this guy not in another company? Someone so, tell me, bro. Someone tell me how he's not on national TV every week. Like, I just don't get that. And when I went to book him, I, I couldn't believe how reasonable he was um, about everything and just how, how nice of a guy he was. But, you know, and Dan Dan's really got his character down. Like, he's really – He's really got this character down, and he's doing great things with it, and his in-ring work is fantastic. Um, and I just thought this would be a great, you know, character match. It would be like, I feel like you need kind of one of these matches on the card where it's not so so serious and so, like, you know, an intense competition. Like, it's going to be a competition, but it's going to be a lot of fun, and the yep. fans are going to have a lot of fun. 
Yep. And uh, I'm sure the wrestlers will too. And, and, you know, and just in my personal belief, and, and everybody's got their own opinion, and everybody likes a certain type of wrestling. I had that rant at the beginning of this podcast. I think I talk about it every single time I host. You know, I'm a fan of deathmatch wrestling. I, I, I even intrigue them. Midget wrestling. I, I like all sorts of professional wrestling. And professional wrestling is like Baskin Robbins. There's 31 flavors. Everybody got something they like. You know what I mean? So in my, so in my opinion, on every wrestling show – there should be at least some type of one comedy match or a comedy segment or something like that. Cause wrestling is supposed to be fun. You know what I mean? Some people Absolutely. do this thing and they make it so damn serious and they get, you know, calling me a Mark. Yeah, I'm a Mark. I am a Mark. I'm a fan of the wrestling shit, just like you were. That's why you're in it. You know what I mean? So, uh, but big shout out to Dan, the dad, man. I, I keep up with him. Unfortunately, we don't get him enough in Kansas city. Uh, live, but hardcore wrestling fans in Kansas City like myself definitely know who Dan the Dad is, and he is absolutely killing it. I seen he just teamed up with Dan House in last weekend, so yo, that was super dope. Um, but let's talk about this other match here on the poster, man. St. Louis's own Tootie Lynn Ramsey again, someone else who I don't get why isn't you know why isn't she on AEW fighting Jada Cargill? Like someone tell me why you know. Who do I need to talk to? You know what I mean? Who, who's, who's Dick? Do I have to pleasure here to get Tootie Lynn Ramsey? No, nah, I'm just playing. I'm just playing on all that. But Tootie Lynn Ramsey, St. Louis's own versus Impact Wrestling's Tennille Dashwood. Bro, what are you guys thinking over there, dude? Yeah, you guys are just killing it on these, this card so far. Talk to me a little bit about that, man. What, what got you guys to set that match up? So it's funny that you say that because. So the original match was actually Diano Perazzo versus uh, Tootie. Okay. Which wow. is actually happening in May at the Warrior Wrestling Show now. Um, but I got a phone call from her agent, and he was like, hey, um, Conan needs uh, Diano to come to Mexico for AAA on that day. We're really sorry. You know, what can I do? And I was like, well, we need to get somebody who's on Diano's level. And he was right. like, what is this person? And I was like, dude, no one knows who that person is. I was like, I get it. They're an impact, whatever, but they're not, it's not comparable. He was like, well, I'm friends with Tennille Dashwood. Would that work? And I was like, you need to call Tennille Dashwood. That will work. And the great thing about, there's a few people on this card, um, but Tennille's one of them, where they don't do like a lot of indies. Right, so right. You're not, you're not going to see them like, wrestling a bunch of indies because they have other careers. They have other ways of making money and they have their little TV. I mean, she has a great TV deal with impact. Um, so I was just, I mean, I was so over the moon about her being a part of this event. And, uh, you know, Tootie is just, Tootie is the hometown hero right now. Yeah, she is, bro. Yeah, she is. I, I've been lucky enough to see her not only wrestle in St. Louis, but uh, I've been really lucky that she's came down to Kansas City a couple times, and and people of Kansas City even know her name. Uh, and you know, I, I've watched. I was watching her th two or three years ago, and the improvement that I see her continue to make every time she steps into the ring is amazing. So, so again, not not blowing smoke up her her backside but you know I, I personally believe she should be in a women's division on national tv uh somewhere but you know let's keep it going with this card bro i just i'm laughing because i can't believe that you guys are putting on this fire of a card listen i've already been to like three wrestling shows in the month of april now i don't know if you know this i'm a married man with four kids and i work 60 hours a week wrestling is my passion and hobby 
But my wife will kill me if I go to like to another wrestling show in the next like week or two. But I'm about willing to take my chances, maybe hire a good, a good divorce lawyer because I'm gonna try to sneak to this show, bro. Like this card is stupid fire. So, so, so the next one we got up on the screen here, you got Davy Richards against Samurai Del Sol, and like, yo, Davy Richards, bro. I just watched him and Outlaw go at it. Wow. Wow, Davey Richards just keeps continuing to kill it, man. Let's talk a little bit about this card. How'd you guys come up with this match here? So, I, you know, I, I've gotten to know Davey pretty well, and uh, I, I really wanted to give him a, give him an opponent that he's never faced something, something somebody could really sink their teeth into, he could sink his teeth into. And I kind of went just back and forth, back and forth, trying to figure this out. And you know, we kind of went back and forth: Are we doing a tag? Or are we, what are we doing here? So. It kind of was like, all right, what are my options here? And, you know, Samurai Del Sol, formerly Kalisto, he, he's another guy who doesn't do a lot of indies. He doesn't really do any indies. And I, um, I had a connection through WWE to, to get a hold of him, and then I knew his agent as well. And I kind of I had him make two phone calls. And um, I talked to him and, and come to find out, and this is a great thing that I kind of wanted to mention about all the talent. But come to find out, Kalisto Samurai Del Sol had trained with Davey in, in California. They oh, really? Like, knew each other really well. And he was like, I've never gotten to wrestle Davey like, at a big show. I, want, I really would love that. So we worked out all the details and got it set up. And uh, I'm really, really excited about this match. I think a lot of people kind of slept on Samurai Del Sol. And they kind of, you know, he hasn't been around for a minute, and, like, people kind of forgot. But let me tell you something. They're going to remember when they see this match. Because uh, this guy, he's in the best shape of his life, and he's going to bring it. I've, I've had I've had many conversations with him. and he is, No, and I know he will, bro, because Kalisto, Samurai Dasol, don't matter what gimmick name you want to call him, that man in the professional wrestling ring, bro, he's he's phenomenal. And he's not AJ Styles, he's but he's phenomenal, bro. You know what I mean? So that's going to be a killer, killer match. But listen, man, I want to bring, I want to bring Flywalker back in here. Flywalker, why don't you come back in here? I want you to talk a little bit about this card because this is happening right in your own backyard, bro. I'm four hours away over here in Barbecueville. So, I mean, what do you think about this match? Okay, we've got we've got uh, what, what, what did you say earlier on? I got to go back and look at this. He's talking about the idea. We've got to like have like this running list of things here. He's talking about the idea of I got to go back and look at what he's calling it. Twitter land, face face, now barbecue land. We've got a whole bunch of sunny moneyisms here. I got to tell you right now, this match right here definitely intrigues me as well. When I look at this, and again, we know that Galisto Samarita, so however you want to refer to him, was an aerial wrestler in the WWE. A lot of people associate with aerial wrestling. When I see this, I see Davey Richards 2022 versus Davey Richards about 10 years ago. I think Samurai Del Sol has a lot to prove. And I personally have a feeling right now, and, and maybe say this is my prediction, I think Samurai Del Sol walks out with the victory this coming Saturday. I think, like you said, he's got the energy. He's been wanting this opportunity. And I think he's going to stun a lot of people this Saturday here in St. Louis. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and move on here. we got a couple more here. And thank you, Haas, for bringing this up because two groups that I want to talk about right here, the first half of this graphic, three men who are no strangers to the St. Louis area. 
Jake Durden, Davey Vega, and the Savage Weight, Fred Yehi. Joey, I got to give you props on this one, my friend. This right here, there, there's no explanation. It's all three. I mean, every style you can imagine is right here in one match. I got to ask you, how would you put this one together? Because this really is an intriguing matchup. Well, I mean, I so at the last minute, I kind of we had Davey on the podcast about two, three months ago. And I didn't really know him that well. And I kind of got to know him, and I was just like, why aren't you on my show? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, well, I, I asked somebody to ask you about being on it. And he was like, uh, yeah, they, I don't know if they asked me. And I was like, well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pay you to be backstage at my show. And if the next two months something happens, I'm going to put you in a match. But you're going to be there no matter what, just in case something happens. And uh, it was going to be originally Jake versus Fred. It was going to be a surprise kind of thing. Um, and I got to thinking about it, and I was like, man, there's not a three-way dance on my show. There's, it's just all singles and the one tag match. I was like, I kind of want to mix it up, you know, and I want to give people something a little bit different. And I'm going to make it a three-way dance, an elimination match, not some, like, triple threat match where first pinfall wins. I, I hate that so much. Um, and, you know, Fred Yehi was somebody – I saw wrestle, oh, maybe a year ago. I saw him wrestle Davey Richards. And I saw him wrestle Mike Outlaw and a few other guys. And I'm just, I think he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. I think he's just so underrated. He might be the most underrated wrestler in, in the U.S. right now, to me. I mean, we're talking in ring, but like, and then Jake, Jake's somebody that I hadn't really met until pretty recently, until we shot the video. Did you guys see the video? I have, yes. Okay. Um, and he's just he's you know he's been around for a minute and he's done a lot of a lot of really cool things and he's kind of a staple here and and I just I really wanted to give him that just do on this show I really wanted to make sure he was involved and that he had a spot on this car where he belonged um, so I thought why not have a triple threat match Well, I can tell you right now, Joey. Speaking from experience, I've had plenty of opportunities to be around all three of these men. Uh, had many a time to uh, be on events with Davey Vega, but I can tell you right now, I'm just going to warn you, and this is from speaking from experience. I've seen Jake Gordon in the ring. I've seen the damage that man can cause. I hope you have your liability insurance paid up. So last time I saw Jake Durden, he wound up putting somebody through a wall. And I'll tell you right now, adding him to this three-way dance brings a completely different component. And I got to say props to having this matchup here. It's definitely a unique experience. And I think this is the last graphic we have here, a team that I know a lot about, technical difficulties taking on the West Coast Wrecking Crew. I'm going to say this is another match that intrigues me because you have Raheem and, and Moses, a tag team that's very accomplished together, going against the West Coast Wrecking Crew. I can tell you, this one, if fans don't know technical difficulties, I think this is a matchup that definitely is really going to showcase their abilities inside the room. I feel like you're just like saying what I'm thinking. I mean, it's it's so weird, but yeah, these two guys are very young guys. They've been together for a long time. They they, they came up together training with Harley Race, um, and they're just phenomenal. They have they have every aspect. They have the charisma. They can do. They have great interview skills. They can wrestle technically. They can do the high flying. I mean, they're they have great moves together. Like, I mean, they're a, they're just a full on great tag team, and. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited about this one, for sure. I, th I think it could be a show stealer. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, and, I, and I, every time I've had the opportunity to be around uh, these men, 
You have Moses the deliverer, and and hold on, I gotta see if I can get this. Raheem De La Pretty good. Trying to see how long I can actually get that to go. But yeah, again, if Moses was here, he would correct you. He would say it's it's the deliverer Moses. That is true. That is true. Like I said, he's going to be one of those where he's going to definitely correct me next time I see him. But again, technical difficulties, however you want to label the two men with their names, technical difficulties is definitely going to pose some difficulties this coming Saturday at St. Louis versus the world. Now, now, Joey, we've got just a couple minutes here. We've got our next guest that's going to be joining us here in about 10 minutes. Yeah. I want to give you just a minute here uh, to go ahead and I, I know that the, the WrestleTalk family has been watching this program this far and has really grown interested in the event coming up this Saturday. Can you, in about 30 to 60 seconds, the wrestling event speaks for itself. Can you give me about 30 to 60 seconds? Why or what else would draw people to St. Louis versus the world this coming Saturday night? So this isn't just a wrestling show. This is an event. This is a, a production. We're bringing in, I'm bringing in some of the best production people from around the country. We're going to have like six video walls behind the ring. We're going to have entrances for everybody. We're going to have, in between matches, we're going to have interviews that are recorded before the show by a great production crew. Um, we're going to have uh, girls walking around in flapper girl dresses, uh, taking pictures of people, passing out programs before the show. Um, we're going to have top-level merch there. Um, it's going to be a different experience. I mean, the venue speaks for itself when you when you see when you see it. But this isn't just a wrestling show. Like this is an event. This is a happening. And every year this is going to grow. And if you come out and you grow with it, you're going to see how, every year you're going to see something special and more special, and more special. And I think if people come out and they spend the 25 bucks, and I made this cheap for a reason. I wanted people to kind of come and see this um, because it's it's a happening. It's it's extraordinary. It's not just a wrestling, an indie wrestling show. Obviously, the card's great, yes, but this is a production. This is uh, this is an event, like I said, and I, I hope people can come and they, they, they enjoy the spectacle that it's going to be, and uh, I appreciate all the love I'm getting. Well, I can tell you right now, too, and again, I want to thank my broadcast colleague, longtime friend Chris Rodell, bringing up some other things, too, here, talking about Camaro Jackson versus the Impact World Heavyweight Champion, <laughs> Josh Alexander. Yeah. Mike Outlaw and Alex Shelley. I mean, again, we could go on and on and on for hours about this card. I can tell you right now, this Saturday, if you have an opportunity, Grandel Theater, 3610, uh, Grandel Square in St. Louis, you have a ladder match, Gary J versus Aaron Williams. Uh, you also have KLD and Moose, two guys that are going to go at it. It's like, I, I got to say, it's like, uh, like two Matt trucks going at it and seeing who's going to wind up winning. This is going to be... <clears throat> A great night of professional wrestling. And I got to tell you right now, Joey, uh, again, those that haven't had a chance, you can check it out on social media. Uh, I want to say thank you for coming on the program. Before you go, I do have one question. For those that, I mean, again, it's not like you haven't known where St. Louis versus the world is because it is a hot topic here in St. Louis. It's a hot topic throughout the country. If you want to know more about St. Louis versus the world this coming Saturday night, where can you get more information about this event? Um, any of our social media. So our our Instagram and our Facebook is Grandel Wrestling, and our Twitter is Grandel Wrestle. So it's just on the Twitter, it's just Grandel Wrestle. On the Instagram and Facebook, it's Grandel Wrestling. Um, so yeah, and we post every day. We're always having a di different announcements. So yeah, go to any of those social media pages, and you'll be good to go. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to say again on behalf of the Wrestle Talk family. 
Uh, Joey O'Farrell, thank you for joining us here this evening tonight. Like I said, we wish you nothing but success this coming Saturday night at the Grand Al Theater, St. Louis versus the world. If you're in the St. Louis area, make it a point to check them out. It's going to be a great night of professional wrestling. And I got to tell you, in the not too near distant future, now that you're a part of the Wrestle Talk family, we have got to get you back on the program. Not just talking about Grand Al Wrestling, but talk about wrestling. We're going to have some discussions about professional wrestling. We've had some different like fantasy tournaments and things like that. You're one of those guys, me personally, I want to have you back on the program to talk about wrestling and those fantasy matchups because this right here sounds like it's something right up your alley. And again, we wish you nothing but success and want to say thank you again for coming on the program. Sonny, any final thoughts? Uh, yeah, Joey, just thank you so much for coming on, man. Much success, blessings to you this Saturday and beyond. And just like Flywalker just said, and I want to say it myself, we do officially want to wa- welcome you to the Wrestle Talk Podcast family. Thank you guys so much. And can I say one more thing real quick? Absolutely. Microphone's yours. A big reason why this card is so good, why it was so easy to book, is because when you tell these top talents, hey, you're going to work with Camaro Jackson, Mike Outlaw, Tootie Lynn, um, they're just like, yeah, I want to work with that. They're awesome. I want to work with them. You know what I mean? And it, that makes my job so easy. So I hope that somehow this creates kind of those talents getting bigger and getting getting more chances. And I, like I, said, I couldn't agree with you more there, Joey. Like I said, we want to thank you for coming on the program. We look forward to hearing great things about this weekend and definitely – want to have you on the program in the not too near distant future talk more about the great sport that we all love that being professional wrestling thanks luke have a great night all right thank you very much right. joey o'farrell ladies and gentlemen here on the wrestle talk podcast i gotta tell you right now i agree with what a lot of the comments have said here earlier on if you're in st louis you get an opportunity this weekend you need to make it a point to check them out i think it's gonna be a really great event um again there's not much more we can say it's gonna be a great time now guys we've got about Three or four minutes here. I know that uh, Xavier Frost is going to be joining us here. If that first interview wasn't enough, we're going to be talking Midwest Independent Hall of Fame in a couple minutes. But guys, I got to tell you right now, I'm just going to I'm just going to level with you here a minute. Okay. I know we got to get to a break, but I got to tell you right here, Hardcore Hoss, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to hit that shoot and shout music. Because I got some things on my mind. Make sure I'm in the right mindset for this interview with Xavier Frost in a couple minutes. Let's go ahead and hit that shoot shouts uh, music because we got a little bit of business to take care of before Xavier Frost joins us. So Hardcore Hoss, hit the music. It's time for shoot and shout. It's just one of those days when you don't want to wake up. Everything is bad, everybody sucks You don't really know why, but you want to justify Ripping someone's head off, no human contact If you interact, life's on contract You best bets to stay away It's just one of those days It's all about the he says, she all right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Shoot and Shout segment here on the Russell Talk Podcast, episode 392. Gentlemen, I got to tell you right now, I think I'm going to set a Russell Talk Podcast first year tonight. I have just, I, I've taken Sonny's energy. I got a shoot and a shout right here, and I'm going to go ahead and get started. First of all, my shoot, and, and we had a chance to talk about it right before we went live on the program tonight. If you make a commitment, if you schedule a time to drop off stuff, drop off stuff when you're supposed to. I had a company that I dealt with. They were supposed to drop off things between here and here. 
An hour later, no call, no email, no text message, nothing. If you make an agreement, if you make an opportunity to schedule something, do it and do it when you're supposed to. My shout out. Kind of rare that I have actually have a shout out tonight. I want to send a shout out to CJ Shine, the man who survived the second annual Keon Option Memorial Rumble to become the new Dynamo Pro D1 champion this past Saturday night. Defeated lights out Adrian Surge, both men going over 30 minutes in the Battle Royal to become the new D1 champion. An interesting side note, he now becomes, I believe, only the second man in Dynamo Pro history to hold three championships in Dynamo Pro. The first was Ricky Cruz being the first Triple Crown champion, but he's now been a Dynamo Pro heavyweight champion, a D1 champion, and the Gateway Harley-Davidson champion. Props to CJ Shine winning the D1 title this past Saturday. Sonny Money, it's going to you, bud. I don't really have a shoot this week. I'm in a good mood. No one's pissed me off. Thank God. No one has pissed me off, okay? Hold up, hold up, hold up. Look at the bottom of the screen. Oh, just as I said it. Just as I said it. Listen, but I will give a shout-out. I'm going to give a shout-out to Dick Douglas. Because as much as I do not agree with him when he's on Russell Talk Podcast twice a month, spewing all that garbage out of his mouth, he's pretty good for professional wrestling. Now, I don't agree with all of his views, but he's pretty good for professional wrestling. But I do want to give another one more shout-out here since I don't have a shoot. Shout-out to all the college football players who will be getting drafted this Thursday, Friday, Saturday into the NFL draft. I love NFL draft season as much as I love professional wrestling. It's one of my favorite times of the year. Uh, And just a quick announcement. Shout-out to Adam Freck. Shout-out. He's part of I-70 Sports Media over there with Jeremy Clark. Shout out to Talking Dynasty. Yes, Money Mayo, Sunny Money will be with Adam Frex live this Thursday on Talking Dynasty during the first round of the NFL draft. I will throw some wrestling references in there, of course, but we will be talking about everybody getting drafted in the first round, coming to the Kansas City Chiefs, coming to the St. Louis Rams. Oh, wait, never mind. My bad. I, I've got no problem with that. It's one of those where, like I said, that the, the Rams weren't necessarily my team when they were here in St. Louis. Well, we can have that discussion for another day and another time. Hardcore Hoss, do you have anything for shooting shot tonight? You know, actually, I don't. I think I'm good. Okay, I think we got to put this in the books that Hardcore Hoss doesn't have anything. We've got Sonny Money who doesn't put out a shoot this week and me having a little bit of both. Tell you what. We're going to go ahead and take a very quick break. And when we return from the break, as Larry Wolf put up there, can you put that up there real quick, Hardcore Hoss? Larry Wolf putting that up there. Uh, I want to go ahead and throw that up here on the message board here real quick. And thank you, Larry, for putting that message in the chat. We're going ahead and have Hardcore Hoss. We want Frost. We want Frost. We want Frost. Well, you're you're going to be answered here in just a moment. We're going to go and take a quick break. And when we return, we're going to have on the program 2022 – Midwest Independent Wrestling Hall of Famer, Xavier Frost, right here on the WrestleTown yeah. Podcast. We're going to go ahead and we're going to go to a quick break. We're going to come back here in about 90 seconds or less. And when we come back, Xavier Frost is going to join Hardcore Hoss, Sunny Money Mayo, and Luke Roberts right here on the WrestleTalk Podcast. Please stay tuned.
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to our two of the Wrestle Talk podcast. We had a great interview with Joey O'Farrell from St. Louis versus the World, the Grand Al Theater, this coming Saturday. And in just a few moments here in Hardcore Hoss, I'm going to go ahead and go with it real simple. We've got another great interview scheduled. Is our guest in the uh, waiting room? Almost did it again. Uh, <laughs> he is there and he's he's ready to go whenever you guys are. All right, we're going to go ahead here real quick, and I'm going to go ahead and do a formal introduction in just a second. I don't know where Sonny Money went. I guess it's one of those, his energy is just kind of going off the charts here tonight. Now, Sonny, remember, you got to turn on your microphone. Got to turn on your microphone. I got a call from Dick Douglas over there. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Don't worry. I got a call from Dick Douglas. I had to handle some money business, all right? So we're good over here. Trust me. You think I'm going to be late for Xavier Frost, and I can make that drive to St. Louis and – it's four hours, I can make it in two, and I can handle that for you. Trust me, I ain't missing Xavier Foss, brother. I'm ready for this interview. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, in just a moment here, we're going to be joined by a man who's been around professional wrestling in the St. Louis area for a number of years. Uh, had an opportunity to be in a lot of different promotions throughout the St. Louis area. Uh, has competed against countless wrestlers, won countless championships. Uh, one of the men for years that's been very knowledgeable about the Midwest Independent Wrestling Hall of Fame. And now I can say here, that we can officially say, I mean, it's already been out there for a couple of weeks. We can officially say this man, this coming Sunday in Pacific, Missouri, will be joining the class of 22 of the Midwest Independent Wrestling Hall of Fame. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast this evening, episode 392. Ladies and gentlemen, go ahead and hit that music hardcore off for Xavier Frost. <laughs> Xavier, I, I see we're here. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you to uh, and welcome you to the program, and thank you for coming on this evening. And first of all, I got to say, uh, knowing of your career as long as I have, and, and knowing how far you've uh, the, you've traveled throughout the professional wrestling world, I first of all want to say congratulations on your upcoming induction 
into this year's 2022 class of the Midwest Independent Wrestling Hall of Fame. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, I apologize. I'm in my car. Uh, kids got games, so <laughs> I have to do it when I can. I'm all, I'm constantly busy, but no, I appreciate it, man. It means a lot. Well, I can tell you right now, I mean, I, I've had the opportunity of hearing your name throughout the, the Midwest, in particular St. Louis area. Um, can you go ahead and tell the listeners of the WrestleTalk podcast just a little bit about what kind of uh, drew you to the world of pro wrestling? Not necessarily stepping inside the squared circle, but what originally drew you into the world of professional wrestling? Each of us has our own story as to what drew people in. I, mean, I remember when I was a little kid watching Georgia Championship Wrestling with my grandparents and my parents. And I know Sonny Money's got his own talking about uh, the times in ECW in the Philadelphia area. What drew you to the world of professional wrestling? Uh, it, it started, I don't know, I guess maybe six, seven years old. Uh, Channel 11, Sunday mornings used to run wrestling back to back to back. Is NWA, uh, World Class, uh, WWF, uh, UWF for a while. So, uh, that's where I started, um, and, I, and I really just had a fondness for it, and it never went away. It it never never did go away. Well, you know something, uh, Xavier. I mean, again, when you talk about professional wrestling, once it gets into your system, it's just something about it just keeps you there. A lot of people say, "Oh, it's the drama, it's the athleticism, it's this, it's that," but when you really get hooked into the world of professional wrestling. It, it just stays with you. I mean, again, you bring up, and I was getting a lot of flashbacks from being a younger kid back in my in my late um, late single digits, early teens, when you're talking about world class, you're talking about UWF, you're talking about the UWF and NWA merger. I can remember back to uh, mm-hmm. Steve, Dr. Death Williams, and Ric Flair, Terry Taylor taking on uh, Nikita Koloff, uh, Shane Douglas, Terry Bam Bam Gordy, uh, the fabulous Freebirds, one man gang. I mean, we could go on for a whole, a whole episode just talking about those promotions. Definitely. But um, I, I want to take a minute here. I know that you had an opportunity to uh, become involved with several promotions here, and I do believe that my records are correct. If not, I may have to have a discussion with our media team. But um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, you started your career with MPW. Am I correct with that, or am I off a little bit? No, no, that's right. Um, yes. MPW is where I started. Uh, working there, uh, I will say about 2003, I think it was. Um, it, it wasn't long. I, I started really wanting to get into the business. Um, and I started going to some independent shows, and I, I went to an RCW show first, and then, uh, a couple of weeks later, MPW actually came to our town that I was living in. Me and a big group of buddies go to the MPW show. Um, had a blast. Of course, they've got the flyer up. You know, do you want to be a pro wrestler? Well, yeah, that's what we've been trying to do. So, uh, you know, we, we called Chris Powell and uh, first time training. They say, come out next show. Uh, we're doing a seminar, Dan the Beast Severed. Wow. So, the first time I ever step in inside of a wrestling ring is with Dan the Beast Severed in there doing a seminar. So that was kind of just mind-blowing. That, holy crap, that's where you start. That's where you go. 
Well, I can tell you right now, I mean, again, you bring up RCW, and I mean, again, for some reason, the long-term wrestlers that have been in professional wrestling have some kind of a connection, some kind of an, an, an idea of what RCW is. I want to give a, a shout-out to uh, Frank Reed, longtime promoter RCW. I know he's been dealing hey, with Hey, Frank, you did return my calls. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh. <coughs> well, you give me an idea. Uh-oh. So... Give you an idea again. I want to give a shout out to Frank. I know he's been dealing with some health issues as of late. Yeah. Again, we want to we want to wish him a, I, a speedy recovery. Hopefully, I just he, talked with Frank uh, two a couple days ago. So, yeah, like I said he's a great guy. Always had nothing but uh, good words to say about him. Um, you talk about MPW. You talk about like the training with with Searcher and with um, um, the other be Severn. Um, one name that often is associated uh, with those three men and and uh, Chris Pyle as well uh, as a another Hall of Famer. Unfortunately, he's no longer with us. That being Marcus Mansfield. Um, can you give us any insight of your time uh, with Marcus Mansfield uh, in the world of professional wrestling? Well, Marcus was was big with MPW when I started. Um, I didn't get to interact with him a lot backstage uh, still bill still being relatively new uh but mark was always there to give advice he was always helpful um i actually won my first ever title off of marcus uh the mpw hardcore title and uh you know that's something i'll never forget you know i owe him you know for the rest of my life for that um and you know mark they he left mpw for a while and i didn't really talk with him for for a long time until just a few years ago and got back in touch with marcus and you know i'm so glad i did um because obviously he's no longer with us uh he was a big part of wrestling in st louis um he's he's been missed since he's been gone and we'll still miss him for a long time I can tell you right now, I mean, again, having the opportunity when I first started getting in the ring, uh, in the ring uh, having some matches with him at places like Big Texas. I know that's, that's a name that you probably heard of throughout your career, uh, but places like that, uh, having an opportunity to compete against him. Um, I know he was one time was the uh, HCW, I believe it was the light heavyweight champion, uh, countless championships in MPW. And I mean, again, a man gone way too soon. I mean, he was a class act in every, every, every shape of the word. And I'll tell you right now. He's one of those individuals that definitely belongs in the Midwest Independent Wrestling Hall of Fame. Um, I'm going to go ahead right now. And I'm going to turn things over to my broadcast colleague, Sonny Money Mayo. Sonny, I know you got a lot on your mind. And again, I'm going to warn you, Xavier. It's it's 8:29, almost 8:30. I think this man's on about his 17th pot of coffee today. So I'm going to warn you, his energy level might be a little higher than any of us are expecting. Uh, so I'm going to give you a fair bit of warning. So, Sonny Money, go ahead and take over. No, Xavier Frost, man, I'm so glad you're. I'm so glad you're on the Wrestle Talk podcast with us this evening, and welcome to the show. I've enjoyed the interview so far, uh, but you know, like you said you, in the beginning of your interview, you're 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 doing this from your car because of the kids. Well, I have four kids myself. Uh, I, I have a 14 year old, 12 year old, four year old, three year old, all sons. So my house is Royal Rumble every other night here. Uh, but you know. I want to. My first question is: Is what what does your kids think about you being in the wrestling business? Are they, you know, are they like, oh, dad's into that wrestling stuff? Or are they cool with it? What what's your kids think about you doing that? They were really big into it uh, when they were younger. 
but the, the two older boys now, they're 13 and 12. Yep. You know, they're too cool for dad anymore. Yep. So we'll see what happens. Um, but no, they, they were always into it when they were younger and they're just kind of, they're just kind of blase about it now. Once in a while, I'll get one, want to come to a show with me here and there, but it's not a, it's not, not really high on their priority list right now. No, brother. Like I said, I got a 14 year old and a 12 year old sons, man. And, you know, luckily my 14 year old just now started coming to wrestling shows with me and enjoying it. But the 12 year olds like, yeah, I don't, I don't care about any of that. Like play me in Madden. Like I don't care about the wrestling right. stuff. But, um, so, so you've been in the business 20 years now, 20 plus years to, what do you think the biggest difference is, especially in that St. Louis area? What do you think the biggest difference is in wrestling from when you broke in to now? Do you think it's storytelling or in, in telling stories in the ring during a match or how wrestlers actually are or fitness or anything like that? What, what do you notice the biggest difference is? Damn, boys, I didn't know this was going to be a shoot interview. That's okay. Oh. Hey, that's what we do here, baby. That's what we do. <laughs> the biggest difference, at least, at least when I was brought into the business – uh, with some of the other companies that were around at the time, um, we were big uh, old school. Um, respect was a big thing. Um, yeah, how to put a match together, how to tell a match, um, working the crowd, all that. Uh, you know, a lot of that is lost in, in the St. Louis area right now. Uh, there's a, there's a big gap. Um, as far as how things should be going and everybody now is just worried about getting every move they know in the book into their match. Uh, nobody tells a story. Nobody works the crowd. It's, it depends on what company you go to watch. It, it gets pretty depressing in my book. Yeah. And you know, and, and again, I say it every show and I'd said it two or three times here tonight. You know, there's different wrestling for everybody. You know, sometimes I'm in the mood. I'll, I'll flip on a death match, death match wrestling match. You know what I mean? Because I grew yeah. up in Philly. I grew up going to ECW, CZW shows. There's no there's no damn storytelling in that. It's just they're hitting their head over each other with the light tubes. But I'll tell you right now, Xavier Frost, my favorite wrestling to watch is when there's a story in the ring. You know what I mean? I don't care how many triple four fifty springboard planches you do. If it makes sense and it's part of the story, then do 20 of them in the match. But make sure it makes sense. Hit them when you're supposed to hit them. You know what I mean? That's my favorite wrestling. So, uh, But, you know, it's I'm glad to hear that there's still guys uh, in the St. Louis area like yourself who take pride in that, who take pride in having respect not only in the locker room, but out in the ring, out with the fans, so on and so forth. So, you know, again, I'm so happy that you are on here tonight. Flywalker talked you up, and Flywalker always delivers on on, on his guests there on the St. Louis side. So, But, Flywalker, I'm going to pass it back to you, man, because you guys are grooving there, and, I, yo, I don't want to mess that groove up. Well, I can tell you right now, first of all, a couple things out here. Number one, and I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't put this up here. Hardcore Hoss, can you go ahead? There's a couple messages go. Um, I think it's like your number one of your number one fans, Frost, that's been sending us messages for about the last 45 minutes. Uh, Larry Wolf and uh, <laughs> Frost, you can put one of those up there for him just to show him how much he is appreciated. Tell Frost I said hi, and he is awesome. Well, Larry, 
you're the man. I've always told you that. Larry Wolf is awesome. And I tell you what, hands down, uh, not only is Larry a, a wonderful, great guy, but I dare you to find a bigger wrestling fan in St. Louis than Larry Wolf. Larry Wolf is awesome. Well, I got, I got to tell you right now, and I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you, Xavier, but I would put him probably in the top two or three. There's a couple others that are more historians, but when you look at actual wrestling fans, you got to put it this way. Larry's got to be up near the top. I mean, yes. again, he comes out to everything. Exactly. He supports pro wrestling. And that's what, I mean, to be honest with you, we all got into professional wrestling, whether it was watching it or being involved in it. We were fans. Yep. We know. We enjoy professional wrestling. We enjoy the competition that takes place in that 20 by 20 foot ring called the squared circle. And that's what drew us to the world of professional wrestling. And, and I want to go here. And again, I want to give a shout out to Nick natural, Riley Knox, uh, Leon Mephisto even popped in Herb Simmons popped in. This is a happening place here on a Tuesday night to be a part of the wrestle talk podcast. And it's even a more happening place. And I got to throw this out here real quick. And I know you're, you're still getting used to it. 2022 Midwest independent wrestling Hall of Famer, Xavier Frost. I got to ask you, I've been around pro wrestling a long time, much like yourself. How did you feel when you got, just like we talk about Cooperstown, you talk about Canton, or you talk about up in Canada for the um, Hockey Hall of Fame, or Springfield, Mass., I believe, for the Basketball Hall of Fame. How do you feel when that call comes across your phone and saying, hey, Xavier Frost, we would like to enshrine you in the Midwest Independent Wrestling Hall of Fame. Oh, well, there, there's another touchy subject, another can of worms you opened up. Sorry. All these, other, all these other guys get these nice phone calls. Hey, you know, we'll let you know you're in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I talked with the president of the Hall of Fame not 24 hours before it was posted, and nothing was mentioned, nothing was said. And then all of a sudden, I get messages the next day popping up. Hey, congratulations. Congratulations. What are you talking about? Yeah, I, I found out from a post online. <laughs> I never did get the phone call, but he, you know, it was done on purpose because um, I always told him, I, you know, there's so many deserving wrestlers in St. Louis and, and around the Midwest that deserve to be in there. I said, I would always tell everybody, please don't vote for me. Let's vote for these other guys. Cause there's so many people that need to be in there and are deserving. Um, you know, so I, it's, it's an honor. Um, I appreciate, uh, the, the people that did vote for me. Um, and, and I'm ready. I'm ready. I mean, it's, it's a good thing, right? Yeah. But, but you know, once I go in and I'm in there, my, my next goal is to get back on that list of all these names that these guys need to be in there. That that's, that's my focus. And, and I agree with you too. I mean, again, being around pro wrestling for as long as I have been, I mean, you've got the promotions like the RCWs, the MPWs, the gateway championship wrestling, yep. the MMWAs, the SICWs, um, the St. Louis Anarchies has now had an opportunity to be around for a good significant amount of time. There are a lot of promotions in the St. Louis area that have a lot of great people. I mean, I could sit here and go for hours on names of people that I grew up 
I mean, I, I feel fortunate that both of the men that yeah. train me for professional wrestling, Pete Madden and John Blackheart, are both members yep. of the Hall of Fame. There are, I mean, when you look at St. Louis wrestling, and again, it's not just the wrestling at the Chase era or the arena or things like that. You look at places like the South Broadway Athletic Clubs. You look at places like mm-hmm. the Big Texases. You look at the places like Occasions for the old MVWA. Um, there are countless memorable venues. There are countless memorable wrestlers. And it's not just wrestlers that are in this Hall of Fame. You've got referees. You've got managers. You've got uh, countless other people who've made their contributions into the world of professional wrestling. And I feel it's very important, much like yourself, because you came on the program a couple of years ago to talk about the Hall of Fame. Right. And to give those men and women the opportunity to be recognized for all those times on the road. And a lot of people say, well, the big, the big time guys, the, the men and the women in the WWEs and the NWAs and the AEWs are the ones that are missing birthdays or missing anniversaries. But that's the same thing on the local level. And we're logging just as many miles as they are. We're putting in just as much time. We're setting up the rings. We're tearing down the rings. We're selling concession. We're doing all these different things to make sure that we not only pay our dues, but to give our respect, as you said earlier on, to professional wrestling. Now, I would be remiss. We have a very good Hall of Fame class that's going to be going in this coming Sunday in Pacific, Missouri. I want to take a minute here, and I want to look at the inductees. You, I know firsthand, are one of those that has looked consistently at the names from the past that deserve recognition. And I think this class is a very good class. Um, let, let's start from the beginning here. And I'm kind of going from a mental picture of the graphic that I had an opportunity to see, which you can check out Midwest Independent Wrestling Hall of Fame uh, on their Facebook account too. First one, the Lumberjacks, a tag team that's known throughout the Midwest. And again, as a reminder, I was told I remember Lumberjacks for life. They have their shirts available at all of the events that you see them at. What are your thoughts on the Lumberjacks? Uh, very well deserved. Um I've gotten the privilege uh, earlier on in my career to actually get to work with the Lumberjacks a few times. Uh, They're great guys. I mean, they look the same as they did when I worked them, you know, almost 20 years ago. But, you know, you want to talk about a consistent tag team, St. Louis area tag teams. I mean, the Lumberjacks have to pop into your head. Um, Well-deserved. I've, should have been in there a, a while ago, in my opinion, but we can say that about a ton of people too. So, yeah, Lumberjacks, great guys, well-deserved. And, and, I, and I, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, there are several teams that pop into my head as well, but, I mean, Lumberjacks, you know what's in there. You know you're in there for a fight with two class yep. acts in every, shape of, every stretch of the word. Second one I'm going to talk to you about is a man I know you've had some dealings with in the past, Judge Chipster. Um, here's the thing about the chipster. No, nobody outside of the companies that, that he's worked for or, or have been involved with have, have the slightest idea of how much that guy puts into a show. Um, he, he is one of the smartest wrestling minds out there um the guy is an unbelievable manager uh 
He's quick on the mic. Backstage, you can't ask for a better guy to pick a brain. You know, what happened in this match? What's going on here? He'll let you know everything first and foremost. And then uh, promoting side. I mean, that guy will bust his ass to promote a show for you. He'll show up, tear up, uh, tear down the ring, put it up. Anything you need him to do, he is there. And like I said, that's that's not even talking about this stuff inside the ring as far as managing and all that. I mean, you can't you can't even put into words how much that guy uh, does for this business in this area. And I got to tell you right now, we had an opportunity here a few months ago to have the Chipster on the uh, Russell Club podcast. And again, congratulations, Chipster, uh, on your induction as well. But I mean, again, a man who's, like you said, his knowledge base is unreal. And being able yeah. to sit here and talk with him, I mean, again, it's just like you're opening like the first volume of the entire encyclopedia series when you talk to the Chipster. Absolutely. Uh, next one we're going to talk about. Um, is a man who we talked about at the top of the show. And, I mean, again, it's been really been a topic here in the St. Louis area and across the professional wrestling world uh, over the course of the last couple of days, and that is uh, Carl Auer. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's tough. Yeah, it, 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 was, it was pretty upsetting to hear the news about Carl. Um, Carl was so excited about going into the Hall of Fame. Um That guy is another one that you can't even put into words what he has meant to wrestling, period. And I'm not even going to put an, an area on it or, or a promotion or anything. Wrestling, period. Carl, you know, with the Cauliflower Alley Club, wrestling commission. I mean, the years that guy's put into it is just Unreal. Uh-oh, they're turning the lights out on me here. Uh-oh. That's there not a go. good thing, but we got, we got, go. got Ross still here. Got it taken care of. Um, <laughs> but, man, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to – it was rough to hear that, and it's going to be – it's going to be rough come come the actual ceremony. Um, yeah, I, Carl's going to be missed by many, many people. Yeah, and I just want to ju- I just want to jump in there real quick and say, you know, the passing of Carl, it, it it's really had a ripple effect, not only in that St. Louis area, but all across the Midwest. I mean, again, I, I've seen tributes to him pouring in all the way up from South Dakota by Derek Stone, by so many people in the wrestling community. So uh, one more time to Carl Lauer. I mean, rest in peace, sir. Thank you for everything you've done for the wrestling business. I got to tell you right now, guys, I mean, again, when you look at it, you go back into the history. I mean, having time spent in L.A. with the late Gory Guerrero, uh, being in the being, if you look at the Midwest area, talking with promotions like WLW, longtime state inspector. I remember when I was first getting into the wrestling industry, there were three people I remember. And that was Carl Lauer, Eddie Monahan, and Ray Kuby. Those are three names from the past. A lot of people may not know. But those men knew what was up with the with the wrestling commission. They knew what was there. He was a very accomplished veteran. He was a, uh, a great businessman. And one of the things I look at from a wrestling perspective, and I think kind of covers the whole avenue, and you talked about him being Mr. CAC. When he's considered senior counsel 
to wrestlers like B. Brian Blair and the legendary Nick Bockwinkle. I mean, that in yeah. itself shows how widespread of an impact Carl Lauer had in the world of professional wrestling. Um, moving on here. Uh, next one is Playboy Double H's longtime manager. Many would consider the cornerstone of PYT, the late Pimpin' Al Blundy. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, Pimpin' Al... This one's a hard one to talk to. Uh, um, I don't think uh, I could put into words how much Pimp and Al Blundy m- mean, meant to me on a, on a personal level. Um, you won't ever find a more truer, nicer guy to have ever been in the business than Blundie. Um, I'm mad that I didn't get to work with him sooner. Um, just within the last few years, I got to work with him and got to be friends with him. And I mean, there's a guy that just cared. I mean, if you want to describe, if you had to have one word to describe somebody, I mean, he cared. He cared about the boys in the back. He cared about the matches. He cared about, I mean, everything he put into this business. And, you know, dude, I mean, that is devastating when we lost him. And, you know, there's not there's not many times that a day will go by that I don't think of Blundy at some point in my day. And I swear, I think he's following me because I keep hearing his theme music everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> that means he's watching over you, brother. You know I, man, I went on vacation last year, and all I heard was sharp-dressed man <laughs> about nine or ten different places <laughs> over a seven-day period. He, I'm he, like, he's ribbing you, on man. vacation with me? <laughs> yeah, he's, no, he's ribbing no, you for sure. He's ribbing no, you. Oh, yeah. I mean, God. Uh he always said he would never be in the Hall of Fame. He said that's he, he didn't. He had no idea while he was alive how much we all loved him and respected what he did for everybody. And uh, you know he knows now because he's definitely watching over us. And I mean, honors well deserved. Yeah. It's, it was an honor for me, and I told Playboy, um, we had a talk about it. I was like, you know, it's an honor to go into the Hall of Fame, but it's even more of an honor to get to go in with with somebody like Blundy. You know, that, that's to me that to, I hold that in higher regard than anything. And, and, and you know, even Al, Blund- Al Blundy is a part of the Russell Talk podcast family. Uh, I was lucky enough with the Night Owl uh, that he had an interview on here a few years back. So, I mean, again, another tremendous loss in the in the wrestling business and the wrestling industry, not just in the Midwest, but throughout the you know throughout the whole deal. So, um, R.I.P. to Al Blundy for sure. Well, well I can tell you right now, um, the last name I want to bring up is one that really kind of has a lot of different avenues with it, and that is uh, the, a man that I really got close to uh, over my career. That was the legendary Izzy Blackwell. 
And there, there's a lot to go with that. I mean, you look at the career that Izzy had, you look at the family connection, and you now look at his son, Damian Blackwell, making his, making his first strides in the world of professional wrestling. What are your thoughts, Xavier, about um, our final inductee, Izzy Blackwell? Um, Izzy's another one. I mean, he that guy deserved it. Um, it was a long time coming for Izzy. Uh, we, you know, we all wish he was still here. Um to, to be able to accept it. But, you know, that first RCW show I ever went to, Izzy was the heavyweight champ. I still remember that to this day. Uh, and, you know, and, and I never really got to work with Izzy uh, throughout the years. Um, you know, and I really didn't even get to meet Izzy up until maybe just a few years ago. Uh, but, man, I mean, he was always nice as could be. Um always wanted to talk wrestling, you know, uh, he'd come to a show. If you sat down and said hi to Izzy, you might as well sit there for about 20 minutes. Cause you're going to talk some wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah uh, it was, he, he's another one. that has gone too soon, gone too mm. soon. Um, but it's, it's, it's just an honor that, you know, I get to, I get to be up there with him, uh, going into the hall. It just so happens that we fall in the same year. So, I mean, uh, I'm blown away with with this class. Um, so many deserving people. And I can tell you right now, Frost, I mean, again, I, I had another question on my mind, but you really, really hit the nail on the head there. I mean, this class, the 2022 Hall of Fame, uh, Midwest Independent Wrestling Hall of Fame, really is going to be a great class. And, again, for anybody that's in the greater Pacific Missouri area, you need to come check them out this Sunday. Uh, noon, I believe, doors are open. The dinner is going to be at 1, and the formal induction is going to be at 2 p.m. this coming Sunday uh, in Pacific, Missouri. I had the opportunity last year uh, to attend the event and see the inductions. Had a, a, a good conversation with several people. Uh, I remember, uh, like, the Lumberjacks, like the Beast, like Dr. Drew Avenhouse from SICW, Herb Simmons, uh, Playboy Double H was there, Jeremy Lightfoot was there, a lot of great people. If you want to learn – a little bit about these wrestlers that paved the way for the wrestlers of today. The hall of fame is an opportunity to really learn what Absolutely. professional wrestling in this town means. And I mean, again, not being any disrespect to the eras of the Sam Muchnicks and the wrestling at the chase and the Larry Maddox of this era, but you have wrestlers who have done just as much. who have paid their dues. who have spent the time in the ring inside the squared circle to be and bring professional wrestling to the fans of the area. And again, I want to go ahead and again, extend our congratulations to you, but I do have one more thing. I don't sure. know. I think you remember this last time you were here. Um, we here at the Russell talk podcast have what's called the world famous Russell talk podcast game show challenge. <laughs> it's an opportunity to test your wrestling knowledge against a member of the Russell talk podcast family. Now, I'm going to tell you right now here, this is another one where there really wasn't a whole lot of discussion because certain people with large amounts of Chiefs memorabilia oh. was one oh. of those that stepped up and was like, ooh, ooh, me, 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 me. I want to go against Xavier Frost. So what I'm going to do here, Mr. Frost, I know you're very busy. And, again, I want to also give you a shout-out to several people had uh, mentioned earlier. 
representing Twin Bridges here this evening. Very familiar with the area you're at. Great hockey program uh, here in the area as well. But my question to you is this. Would you be up tonight to participating in the Game Show Challenge against the world-renowned, dangerous one himself, Sonny Money Mayo? You're damn right. Let's do it. All right. Well, here's what we're going to do. Hardcore Hoss, I know you've been waiting for this all night long. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and hit the music for tonight's episode of the world-famous Russell Talk podcast, Game Show Challenge. It is Hardcore Hoss. <laughs> Welcome to this week's installment of the world-famous Russell Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Tonight's contest is scheduled for the best two out of three falls. Our competitors tonight are 2022 Midwest Independent Wrestling Hall of Famer Xavier Frost and from the Russell Talk Podcast, Sonny Money Mayo. In a few moments, gentlemen, I will give you three questions about a professional wrestling topic. As soon as you think you know the individual who answers that question, shout out your answer. First person to get two out of three falls wins tonight's contest. Now, the Russell Talk podcast media team has gone to overtime tonight to come up with a category fitting of our guest in this hour. Tonight's Russell Talk podcast game show challenge is titled WWE Hardcore Champions. As you yourself, Mr. Frost, said, your first championship was the MPW Hardcore title. Tonight, what we're going to do is we're going to have you try to identify three professional wrestlers who held the WWF, WWE, Hardcore Championship. Sonny Money, are you ready? What do you think? You know I'm ready. Listen, Xavier Frost, I don't care how cold you think you are, sir. I'm Sonny Money Mayo. I bring the fire every single time. I'm putting that frost out. No problem, baby. Let's go. He's been that way all night, Frost. Let's I'm just going to warn you. Are you ready for the first question tonight? Well, I <laughs> certainly can't cut a promo after that. So, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> all righty. Here we go. Question number one, this professional wrestler was known for time in the WWE, WCW, and ECW, among other promotions. Raven. No. In addition to three reigns as WWE, that is correct. Xavier oh, Frost getting it the correct answer. It is one nothing. The rest of the question was going to be, in addition to three WWE World, or WWF World Championship reigns, he was also the first WWF Hardcore Champion. Oh. See, it's one of those that cost you, Sonny Money. That energy's kind of costing you here. That, no, it ain't going to cost nothing, all right? Listen, Dick Douglas has got my back. I got him on, on hold over here. Don't worry about it. I got this. I know what I'm doing. Don't worry about it. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't know how much of an endorsement that was. But I know somewhere he's got to be excited about you being supportive of him. I know Sonny's ready. Say, are you ready for question number two? Absolutely. All righty. Here we go. Question number two. 
this individual is a longtime WWF, WWE employee, a member of the Hall of Fame. Pat Patterson. Wow. Sonny Money coming back to tie it up. Woo! This Woo! first hey, I see IC champion. I see that iceberg starting to melt. Here I come. That The first Intercontinental Champion was also a hardcore champion. Now it's time for that all-decisive third fall. Here we go, gentlemen, the final fall to determine who's going to win tonight's WrestleTalk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Now, here is the question. There were countless hardcore champions throughout the existence of the championship. This man competed in ECW, the WWF, and TNA. He is recognized as the last hardcore champion later going on to win the intercontinental ECW and WWE championships. Rob Van Dam. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, your winner of tonight's wrestle talk podcast game show challenge in much of the way that we would always remember Ric Flair winning falls number two and three hardcore Hoss hit the music, Sonny money Mayo. When you pull Pat Patterson out of your ass, that's what's going to happen. I don't want to hear it from you. Guys, I gotta tell you right now, I and again, Sonny, I've known you a long time. I gotta tell you, I thought this category was gonna be three O Xavier Frost. I really did. And when you won that first one, Frost, I thought it was gonna be a sweep. But Sonny Money Mayo coming back through in the clutch wins tonight's Russell Talk podcast. Yeah, well, the, the sun shines on a dog's ass every once in a while. So oh, oh. Oh. Sounds, sounds like we're going to be going into overtime if we get if we get. Fire, fire. Hold on, hold on, Hoss. I apologize. I kind of interrupted that, but I know the crowd's been getting pretty pretty loud. Can you go ahead and repeat what their views are on this? Shots fired! Shots fired! <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, again, Xavier, it, it's been an honor and a privilege to have you on the program once again here tonight on the Russell Talk Podcast. I mean, again, it's always been a a pleasure to talk with you. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, myself personally, I plan on being in attendance this Sunday at the Hall of Fame ceremony where you and several other great professional wrestlers are going to have their opportunity to be recognized for all their accomplishments inside the squared circle. For those of you that would, uh, for those people that will want to follow a little bit more about yourself or the uh, Midwest Independent Wrestling Hall of Fame, how can they do that? Uh, well, Right now, I'm semi-retired, so. Uh, but Midwest Hall of Fame Facebook page, look it up. I can't think of it right off the top of my head because I'm still pissed off about that trivia contest. So, <laughs> that was all sunny money. 
I got I you on the level. It's all sunny money. Pat Patterson. Two words into the two words into the question, and he's yelled out, "Pat Patterson." Hey, bro, I'm sorry. I'm an expert in WWF Hardcore Championship history. That's not my fault, Xavier Frost. That's yours, all right? Yeah, you were too busy. You were too busy. You, right. you were too busy in the ring competing, getting pinned, and then you came on the <laughs> Wrestle Talk podcast. You gave a spectacular interview, but you got pinned yet again, baby. All right, so I'm the comeback king. That ain't my fault, Xavier Frost. I. Right? But please, I'm sorry to interrupt. Please go ahead. Anytime you want to rematch, let me know. Hey, in the words of okay. my favorite wrestler of all time, the late, great Scott Hall, don't sing it, bring it. It's not Pat Patterson? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not Pat Patterson. Hey, okay. but to Pat Patterson. All right. <laughs> all right. I think we're going to have to have a truce here for the time being, but I think right now as it stands, I think this is going to be a rematch we're going to need to see. Oh yeah, upcoming uh, upcoming weeks and months to come. Xavier, I want to say thank you for coming on the program. Look forward to seeing you this Sunday. Get your rightful place in the Midwest Independent Wrestling Hall of Fame. Sonny, I know you want to talk more about Pat Patterson, but I want to go and throw <laughs> it back to you for any final thoughts for our second hour guest, Xavier Frost. Now, all bullshit aside, man, thank you so much, Xavier Frost. I really do appreciate you. you coming on, man, and, and, and learning more about you and so, so, so much congratulations to you going into this Hall of Fame. That's no blowing smoke or anything. That's legit. I really mean that, man. Thank you for everything you've done for the wrestling business. Thank you for continuing to do everything you are doing for the wrestling business. So one more time, major congratulations on you going to the Hall of Fame. I'm glad that you are a part of the Wrestle Talk podcast family. I cannot wait to have you back on Game Show Challenge or not. I really legit can't wait to have you back on, man. So many blessings to you and your family. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. I mean, uh, it's always fun to come on here. So anytime you need me, let me know. Absolutely. Well, like I said, it's a, absolutely. Xavier Frost, ladies and gentlemen, 2022 Midwest Independent Wrestling Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame member, going to be inducted this Sunday. To get an opportunity, make it a point, check them out online. Uh, great class being inducted again. Doors opening at noon. The luncheon is at one, and the induction start promptly at two o'clock. Again, Xavier, thank you for coming on the program, and we will definitely have you back on in the not too near distant future. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, Xavier Frost joining the Rest of the Top podcast here this evening. Uh, again, gentlemen, I can tell you right now, great show here. I mean, we had an opportunity to talk with, <clears throat> pardon me, with Joey O'Farrell in the first hour, Xavier Frost in the second hour, talked great wrestling, talked Midwest Independent Wrestling Hall of Fame. I think Sonny Money has said the name Pat Patterson about 18 times in the last five minutes. <laughs> but overall, guys, I got to tell you, um, kind of the standard here with the uh, Russell Talk podcast here, we're about five minutes into overtime. But you know what? Since moving to this new platform, it's great because there is no more overtime. We can go as long as we want. Absolutely. But I got to tell you guys, tonight was a great show. We had a lot of wrestlers from all different promotions coming on the program here tonight. I got to tell you, it's been a great show. It really has been. Um, Hardcore Hoss, your thoughts on the night show? You know, I, I, I was in the back for most of the show, but, uh, you know, I, I really was watching both interviews, and I really enjoyed them both. I always enjoy learning more about uh, guys from out your way, you know, because out here in Virginia, West Virginia area, you know, we just uh, we love learning more about other professional wrestlers because you know this really is a great sport and there's a lot of great people involved in it so absolutely 
And you know something, guys? Hold on one second here. I got to go into the, the library here. I think I have it over here. Yes, I do. I think, I think, I think, I think. Yes, I do. Uh, you're talking about learning history, right? Here's a book. Give it an opportunity. Go online and, and pick up a copy of this it's called J Crown. It was written by Matt uh, Charlton. Uh, there's two uh, editions of this available online. You can get it on most of your uh, book purchasing sites. You can get it on Amazon. Has a lot talking about the world of Japanese professional wrestling. This one there talked about uh, the triple crown of professional wrestling when it comes to um, wrestling. I know there's a second one which I bought, which I'm getting ready to start reading. Matter of fact, I'll start reading it this week, talking about a wide variety of other championships uh, that were held in a high esteem over in the country of Japan. Uh, also, again, ladies and gentlemen, make it a point. EatSleepWrestle.com, uh, our good friend, um, John Cosper, he's got a lot of great books available. Uh, also, our friend um, Vinny Berry, uh, just releasing Wrestleville. I uh, make it a point to check that. And also, just to let you know, and we're uh, in talks right now. Uh, man, he's been on the program before. I uh, hope I get a chance to see him at uh, the CAC convention this coming year. Vance Nevada uh, just re- is getting ready to release a book about the world of Canadian professional wrestling. And I had an opportunity to leave, look at a little bit of previews for it. Going to be a great book. And again, uh, as soon as that becomes available, we're going to be able to um, have some information on that on the Russell Talk podcast, uh, social media, and also uh, hopefully we'll have him back on later on this spring, maybe even early this summer. As we're getting dangerously close, guys, eight episodes. We're getting near four. Whoa. Whoa. I can getting- smell it, man. I can almost reach out and touch it. It's close. We're eight away. We're you eight know away. Else too, guys? I'm doing a little bit of the math here. Four and four. You know something yeah. money? If you do the math, you know who that means could be around for episode 400? Yeah. This guy? Yeah. That guy? Yeah. That guy? And Listen, but for- other guests, episode 400 is going to yeah. be an awesome episode. And again, I encourage you to go ahead, and I know it's been posted up here in the chat. Make sure to share. Make sure to like the WrestleTalk podcast. Share it to your friends. Share it to your family. Share it to everybody you know. Because the Russell Talk podcast continues to bring the best in professional wrestling each and every week, local, national, international, you name it. The Russell Talk podcast brings it each and every week. You know what, Sunny Money? We got the message down here. Make sure to comment, share, subscribe. We've had a lot of great comments tonight. We've had people in Cali. We've had people East Coast, West Coast, Northern part of the country, Southern part of the country. Let's keep sharing the Russell Talk podcast throughout the country. Sunny Money, I know you got a little bit of business to take care of before we call it a night here on the program. I got a little bit of business. A couple, yeah, oh yeah, I got a little bit of business. A couple of little shout outs I want to get off my chest before we get going there. But if my man John Hosswear would take care of me, we got to handle this business. We usually like to do it two or three times throughout the episode. But we had such a great episode tonight talking Grandel Wrestling, talking with Xavier Frost. We didn't get to hit it, so I'm going to give it everything I got here. So, Hardcore Haas, go ahead and hit me there. Our wonderful sponsors, wonderful sponsors, Everything Combat, Kincaid Arcade, Esports Bar, Kansas City, Interstate 70 Sports Media, Royals Mills Transportation, Painter's Dream Productions, Rathburn Engraving. Throw up them mugs, fellas. Me Fiesta KC Party Rentals, Noble Men's Barber Lounge, KCMO, Ask for Pete the Barber, Flywalker Will. He's going to get the Wrestle Talk podcast right there shaved in the side of his head. 
and, and last but not least, the FWWC. We would not be able to do Wrestle Talk podcast. We would not be able to have the wonderful website or any of the social media platforms. We would not be able to have StreamYard. We would not be able to do any of this without our wonderful sponsors. So again, thank you to each and every one of our sponsors who comes out, supports us every Tuesday night on Wrestle Talk and all of our hosts. Uh, but gentlemen, I had a great month of April. I have I had a great week. You know what I mean? And I was thinking about this today, how to word it. So this week was a great barbecue Z-Man sandwich from Oklahoma Joe's in Kansas City. You know why? Because Saturday was the bottom bun, okay? Tonight, Russell Talk Podcast was all that meat in the middle. And the other bun is going to be Thursday when I'm on Talking Dynasty with Adam Frex and we're talking NFL Draft. A nice, big, juicy sandwich of entertainment, sports, football, and everything in between. So please come check me out. Come support me. Come support Interstate Sports 70 Media. Come support Talking Dynasty. Thursday night, we're going to be on there. Uh, here in a couple weeks, I got states wrestling coming up shout out to everybody over at central states wrestling they're putting on some killer shows they were formerly known as dwf and they decided they had to bring that history back into kansas city kansas city was known for central states wrestling and they're bringing that name back they are going to rock it and one last shout out to everybody over at kansas city extreme wrestling kcxw they just had their first live event in over two years this past saturday they crowned a new champion shout out to the infinite and shout out to everybody over there at kansas city extreme wrestling flywalker hoss thank you guys so 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 much i do truly appreciate it each and every time i'm on here you guys are some of the best co-hosts I could ask for in this whole entire world besides Dick Douglas. And I love you both with each and all of my heart. And that is a shoot, guys. So thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for letting me co-host this. Thank you to everybody out there in, in the comment section. Thank you for Wrestle Talk Podcast. And I got to tell you right now, again, of course, as we have that, that, that announcement here, that advertisement for our good friend Richard Douglas, I got to tell you right now, guys, you have an opportunity – this coming Sunday, uh, May 1st, check out the Midwest Independent Wrestling Hall of Fame. And also, ladies and gentlemen, those of you in the St. Louis area, make it a point Saturday, May 7th, down at the Cherokee Street Festival. You're going to have Cinco de Mayo with Dynamo Pro Wrestling. Not one, not two, not three, but yeah. four, four. One, two, three, four. Dynamo Pro Wrestling events. And here's a little secret. It's free. Yeah, There's no excuse to come out and not enjoy Cinco de Mayo and Dynamo Pro Wrestling. I got to tell you guys, it's been a great show. Hardcore Hoss always taking care of things behind the scenes, on the boards, making sure things are done. Sunny Money, always a pleasure seeing you each and every week. Just as a reminder, too, if you make any more references about Joe's Barbecue, you need to send some of that my way. Because Joe, mine as well, talk. please. You no, set that up I now. You've got that extra money from all the endorsements you've had from Richard Douglas over the course of the night. That means it's time to send send myself some some Kansas City barbecue. But I can tell you right now, she said before, Sonny, when it comes down to it, not only our great sponsors, but all the great viewers of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Yep. Without you, we don't go 392 episodes. And again, as a reminder, next week right here on the program, it should be, again, assuming, of course, he's not on the campaign trail, the Night Hour Name Martinez and Richard Douglas. Guys, I got to tell you, it's a great show. We're going to make sure we catch us this next Tuesday night. 
Also, as a reminder, you can catch Sunny Money Thursday on Talking Dynasty. You can also check out the FWWC on Thursday night as well. Am I not mistaken with that, Hoss? Thursday night, 7.30 p.m. Make sure to yes, check sir. out the Fantasy Wrestling Worldwide chapter. we got a lot of great things. Gentlemen, i got to tell you, it's been a great show. We're going to see everybody here next Tuesday night, episode 393, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, right here on, on the social media. You also check us out, WrestleTalkPodcast.com. Make sure to like, share, subscribe. We're all over the place, but we're all about professional wrestling. We'll see you next week right here on the WrestleTalk Podcast. Take care. We'll see you next Tuesday night. Hardcore Hoss, send us out. Peace. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.